What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to episode 192 of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me, as always, Mr. Brock Morrison. Howdy. And, of course, this is the official video games podcast of W2Net.com, and we are in partnership with Last Word on Life and FullMania.com as well. Once again, on a unintended break... Technically, we part of it was because there wasn't a whole lot to talk about, and then when we did have things to talk about, stuff happens as usual. So, someone yeah. flaked out, and it wasn't me. So, draw your oh, own conclusions. Whatever. <laughs> no, Anaya's out of school now, so it's a little bit of a pain to get her go on bed. Get her to go, uh, you know, or she's done with the summer camp, not school, but she's. You know, now she's like, oh, but I'm not in camp anymore. Why do I have to go to bed? I'm like, damn it, smart-ass kid. <laughs> it's like, because those are the rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you if, know. If, you, if you want to try to find another house with different rules, feel free, uh, but you may run into problems. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, she's got, I think, like a week or so before everything starts again. So Yeah. I kind of got to let her enjoy it a little bit, too. But... Anything going on with you? Uh, just playing a few games. Uh, how about you? I am uh, playing mainly one and another one that I'm sort of playing here and there because uh, it's on Switch, so I can like watch uh, things and play it. I don't know. It's just like not. I don't know, like. I'm talking about pool panic, by the way. It's it's not. Uh, I don't know. It's just not grabbing me, and it's kind of. It's kind of more frustrating me than it is like fun. I know there's people that really, really like. I like some puzzle games, but then when when there's puzzle games that they just keep pouring stuff on, and don't really let you uh, adapt to one type of puzzle before you get to the next one, I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm kind of a little over this. So. It's hard because yeah. I'm trying to push myself to because it's a review, so it's like you know it's one of those where you gotta you gotta just grind through it sometimes, even if it's not 
your cup of tea, so you know. I would say not really. Like if you, I mean, if you've only put twenty minutes in, that's one thing. But if you put at least four or five hours into it, that's probably good enough, especially for a puzzle game. Like there's not a ton of story there necessarily, or like a you know a ton of like huge new gameplay mechanics you're going to introduce at some point. Yeah, it's just the balls keep changing to where you know they have different ways that they either move around or that they what they do and they keep bringing in certain things and uh, yeah you know it i think it's fine like i think it's it works for what it is if you like the kind of silly humor that it has and then you know you you're a fan of pool it's almost like a cross between like pool and and another type of uh game like that like bowling and something else and yeah it just you know for adult well, it, swims it, return to gaming it's basically it's, a pool it's a pool game but the balls like they are actual characters and they can move around right exactly so yeah uh, uh i've been playing dead cells <laughs> well how is uh we have a story that goes along with dead cells here but uh yeah, what's what is your uh, opinion of Dead Cells? I've seen a lot of uh, Game of the Year talk for Dead Cells. I wouldn't go that far. like it's good, but I imagine so, like God of War or Spider Man might be better. <laughs> oh well, no, uh, I'm not talking about like winning. I'm talking about okay, being just, in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's a Metroidvania uh, roguelike. Uh, action game, whatever the hell, whatever the hell else IGN said. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you play just a, kind of like this nameless guy or like prisoner, uh, and you kind of dumped in a prison, and you have to escape and try to climb out to like kind of the end or like find out what happened to you and. You have multiple weapons. Like you start off with like a sword and a shield or bow. You unlock different weapons as you go along. Uh, you get blueprints, and then you have to spend. You get the the dead cells are what drop from dead enemies, uh, and then use the cells to unlock new like unlock new blueprints for your character or mutations, which are like permanent upgrades for that round. Um. Yeah, it's. It's Metroidvania in, in a way that, like, there are bosses at every third level. Yeah. Uh, and they confer you, like, a permanent upgrade rune. So, like, the first one is you get this ability that you see, like, these little vine plants occasionally in the prison. And you don't know what they do. And then once you get the rune, they shoot up a, a big vine for you to climb. Um, or, like, a different another one I got was... I saw these like little runes on the ground that were like yellow. And if you try to ground pound them, they become red, but that's it. So the upgrade I got was it let me ground pound them again and I could burst through the, like through the ground and like get to a different area. Just want to make a point that, uh, we are doing this at like 1230 in the morning and we are aware that, uh, crickets are, I, mean, I can shut the are windows. happening are happening with Mark, so I just wanted to let you know we're not we're not not hearing that, but you know that, that's just, that's just the audience participation. Yeah, um, exactly. They want to know about Dead Cells. So. Uh but yeah, it's a really fun two D platformer. Uh 
combat is very quick, uh, occasionally cheap, but, you know, not too much. Uh, I was going to ask, because that seemed to be a thing with some people were finding it really hard and some others were not. So. Well, it's it's a thing of like when you start off initially, you're very weak. You have very basic equipment. Uh, the more I mean, get upgrades soon after that, like let you carry more gold or like upgrade your health flask to like one. You basically uh, have like a potion that you can drink once per stage and you get your health back. Most of it at least. Uh, and like you can upgrade that to get like you can do it like two more times and three more times stuff like that. Um, yeah, like you get like different. And now a train goes by. Uh, you get different <laughs> swords, uh, hammers, whips, you know, and even some like rain, like different bows or like a this like uh, freezing blast thing that like freezes enemies. It's pretty good. Do you have a uh, weapon that you like the most, or? Uh, well, all the weapons have stats on them. So, like, one weapon, I mean, they're all randomized, and you can't change them. But so, like, you, you might get like a hammer that uh, dazes foes, and then if the foes are dazed, they take fifty percent more damage. Or you can get like a grenade that, when you throw it, it poisons enemies. So, I mean. Weapon types don't really matter that in the grand, overall in the grand scheme of things, I think, because it's all about what modifiers it has on it or like what affixes it has. But I'd say I like faster weapons personally, or like the freezing blast and like a you know a good balanced blade or something is pretty good. So the ending was obviously this was in like early access or some kind of yeah I I. I'm not going to spoil the game, uh, but I finished. I actually finished the game a few months ago in early access, and the the ending was basically like it. You beat the boss, and you go to like the next area, and it ends with like a construction sign saying, "Congrats on beating it. This isn't a, this isn't the ending. It's coming soon. Do you want to replay?" And it's it was kind of cute. It was kind of cute. Well, I mean, it, it was a construction sign, like, oh, we're still building the game. So right, I said, okay, okay. I get that. Uh, the ending of the actual game is not too far off from that. <laughs> so how long do you say the game is? I mean, th- th- that's kind of the thing. You can die, I mean, you can have a run that lasts five minutes, or you can have a run that lasts an hour. Uh, it, it all depends on how, how good you are. Or like oh, okay. how far you want to get. Like you can't, if you bought the game right now, you can't actually get. You might be able to, uh, but I'm pretty sure you just can't go through. Like if, on your first run, I don't think you can make it to the end of the game necessarily. Oh, okay. Because I think so, I, I think at least on the first boss fight, I think once you get the rune, you might have to die. But I'm not quite sure. It's been a while. Uh but, yeah, it's all based on skill. Like, and all the levels are randomly generated. Uh, so you might be able to, but it would be, like, damn near impossibly hard because you have no upgrades or different weapons. So, you say, so you'd say that it does give you a lot of incentive to keep oh, yeah. going and playing it, after? It, it really scratches that, like, Metroidvania itch. Like, hardcore. And there's, like, one... You get like there's like the collector 
he's like the blueprint guy and like the upgrade guy. Like, oh, to get this uh, heart or to get the flask upgrade, I need 80 souls. It's like that's you can do that in a few runs, probably. If you, I mean, if you just kind of barrel through. But there's like every after every boss fight, which is like every third level, there's like a blacksmith guy, and he's like, oh, I'll bestow upon you like permanent upgrades. And, like, the first one is increase the uh, rarity or increase, like, the number. I think it's, like, increase the uh, quality of weapons that drop from enemies. And that's zero to a thousand. So you need a thousand cells to upgrade this dude. And you get 20 per boss fight. (laughs) Nice. Uh so you'll be there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, so you seem to really enjoy the game. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of other people have really enjoyed the game, uh, including <laughs> one person at IGN who... It's upsetting to me because I, I'm a big uh, IGN person. I listen to all their podcasts just for, you know, because I have since... Uh, but you know, when I was, when I wasn't, you know, doing this writing about games or doing podcasts or whatever. So, uh, I felt like I have grown with those people and I just kind of kept listening. And then, you know, obviously it helps now to give me information and other viewpoints that you don't get just from, you know, reading things or whatever. And the new host of Nintendo Voice Chat, the and he's also I think he was the the one of the main people on the Nintendo side for IGN, Philip Mewson. Uh, he took over for Jose Otero because Jose went to go work for Nintendo itself. Uh, he he actually comes from like a YouTube background, so he's used to doing videos. But I think writing is not necessarily his forte, or it's not something that he just does all the time, and. It, there, nothing has really come out about exactly what happened that might have caused this or if he's done this before and just wasn't caught previously. But uh, obviously, when you work at big sites, because you also get the games well in advance, uh, it's usually sometimes the games can come not just weeks ahead, but months and several months ahead, depending on you know whether they got to go an event or... You know, like their IGN first thing that they're doing where they, they're getting to see various things from Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is this month. They I think Darksiders 3 was last month. So he had to do a video review along with a written review. And their video review is basically just somebody doing a five-minute synopsis of the written review. Well, he took not only... He took his own video, but the problem is he went and read another YouTuber who had a early review of the game, which might have also broken embargo, but that's another deal entirely. But I mean, he, well, yeah, the game went up early. Well, the quote unquote full version went up early, like right. not midnight, like normally. But also, the game's been in early access for years, or at least a year. So, you, you yeah, I think he me- was doing. Either way, that's not the point. The point is yeah. that he went and not, you know, because we do this as as writers, as people that even even in grade school, like you read things for information. I'm not going to lie because we 
don't it's it's rare that we get games really ahead of time like where we are the only people that we know of on our side review like i think sega and atlas are the ones that are really good about sending games out like a month ahead of time or a few weeks ahead of time the other ones it's harder to get that without being you know depending on the size of your where you write so we get kind of the benefit of sometimes being able to get other people's opinions or read other reviews or whatever just to sometimes see what you're seeing seeing what other people are seeing whatever you read that for information you don't take things verbatim from somebody else's review and put them into yours uh or do the thing where you change a couple words around and you know whatever you can get away with that for a news post because everybody's using the same information unless it's a scoop or whatever for reviews you know your editor is supposed to catch that but we don't have a uh grammarly or turnitin.com for videos (laughs) so uh you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's done this before and just never got caught. But the thing is, a lot of uh, pros use, like, very flowery language. And a lot of the same flowery language gets used a lot. Um, except, yeah, this was just really blatant. And it's it's sad because, again, we do this on a less uh, less pro level than they do. And I can get it from a certain aspect of being on deadline and got to get your shit in. But, well, man, even, come on. I mean, even if you wanted to co- like, copy it, you at least have to change the language a little. Like, he, like he changed, like, one word. And it's like, n- no, that's Yeah, or he added a bunch bad. of flowery stuff on top of it, but it meant the same thing. And it's like... And he's using the same cadence too. He's using the same way that the guy's saying it, and and that's another problem. It's just like that script that you wrote. It really felt like okay, I've got to get this thing in. I don't have time. Let me just see what's going on. And it's like maybe well, this comes out. I don't know what the actual, you know, what his actual reason was, if that ever does come out or not, but. Well, he's been pretty silent on Twitter so far. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I doubt he's probably got some kind of, they probably told him like, you can't talk about this for a while. Well, no, he got Uh, fired today today or yesterday. So. Yeah. He got fired. I think like hours after it happened. So. Well, it was at least a day. Cause that's when I saw it kind of blow up. But yeah, I mean it's kind of it's kind of a career ender, to use a giant bomb phrase that yeah. I listened to four hours ago. Because <laughs> um, like, what site is going to hire this dude? Yeah, I, that's the problem. You'd have to do, you'd have to cover yourself as far as like double checking and triple checking to make sure that whatever he does going forward is not is not plagiarized from somebody else. And that's what's bad was that he was the guy that goes to Nintendo events for them, you yeah. know, and, and he had, he's the guy that tried out the Labo for them and, and all that stuff. Like, um, it's, it's a, it's a black guy on the site. I mean, obviously 
Uh, I, I know mean, I some of those I'm... people there, so it's not like the site's bad itself, but just, yeah. Well, I don't think it's a uh, necessarily a, I mean, it'll be a hit for, you know, the internet fanboy crowd. Yeah. Either for or against IGN, but I don't think, like, Nintendo will really care. Yeah. Or, Nintendo's... like, whatever company, I forget, I don't know the developer of Dead Cells, I don't think they'll care either. Twin Motion, I think it is. Okay. Especially since like the review was was like the score was positive and it's not right. it wasn't like an outlier like yeah it wasn't like IGN gave it a, I think they gave it a nine point seven and like Gamespot gave it a four like yeah I, everyone's pretty much given like nines or ten around that so yeah yeah I mean it's uh look again like this is something you would expect to happen in like high school. You know, it, when you're when you're doing this for your, for your grades, because that you know it, it's important and all that stuff. But like, you're getting paid to do this. Obviously, I don't know whatever he had going on personally, but there's not really a lot of excuses for this. So you know, I don't sorry, think I've ever man. done that though. Do what? I don't. Know, I don't think I've ever plagiarized. I don't know about you, but I never plagiarize. Like at least if you like. There's a difference between plagiarizing and then sort like sourcing or quoting. Like that's the difference. Right. Like you can quote a lot, like in a paper or review, but this guy was just basically like wholesale ripping this other like this YouTuber off. Yeah, I mean, there's the thing is like you have to be smart about like if you're gonna use information that you got for something else, you have to completely change the way it is. Right, like you have to completely change sentences around. Like you can't, you can't just go. Oh, let me make this sound a little more professional than it does. But I'm gonna copy everything else. Like, nah. So, yeah. You know, it it is what it is. But I, I think mean, like the I think like the Xbox guy is gonna uh, review it now instead. <laughs> <laughs> He's done some Nintendo stuff for them. Course. See, it's interesting. Cool. It's, it's, I guess it's interesting to me, like that you, I guess, hold IGN in that in that like high esteem because I always thought they were fine, like fine enough reviewers, but they they aren't to me like a personality driven site. Like, I guess Gamespot is or was, or like Giant Bomb really is. Like if, uh, what's this? Like like Brad Shoemaker. I mean, he was a founder for Giant Bomb, but if he wrote a, you know, a Dead Cells review and he did the same thing, that would be, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that'd be, like, super strange to me, but I don't, I really don't know who this guy was, so, like, all right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's new, so it's, like, he's been there, I think, like, I want to say when it, since, like, March, so yeah. he's not been there very long. He comes from like he was a small YouTuber. So again, like this whole writing thing is new. It's I don't think is something that he did all the time. Well, yeah, uh, and... but then it, I see that's a doubly weird then because like I think he's I think he said on Twitter like oh this is my first video review for IGN. Mm-hmm. And it's well like, for IGN, not... right? Like yeah, but if he's from YouTube or you know from that ecosystem, you'd think he'd would be a little more i guess off the cuff or a little more i wouldn't say personable but like just a little more 
like free flowing about his ideas. Right, but it's corporate, so I assume that they like I assume like when you know when any well, a lot of people don't not everybody does the script right and like no well well the thing is is for video I didn't watch that video review was he ever on screen or did you see it. No, no, they always do B-roll. They don't ever show... They don't. It's not like the old GameSpot reviews where they would okay. show the guy or whatever. Yeah. yeah, then if that's the case, I'm, I'm not even quite sure why they're doing script. <laughs> like, because, I mean, GameSpot, you needed a script because, like, they had Kevin Van Order, Jeff Gersman on fucking camera, like, talking directly to well, you. Well, they want a script so that it's succinct and it's you don't ramble and, and you're also I mean, reciting the review itself, so... I, sure, I guess, but you can always... I mean, that's what editing's for. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, uh, you know. I got the okay from you, so I'll, the only thing... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, I I have been playing uh, We Happy Few. Uh, I'm not too far in it at all. But the only thing I'll say is uh, my, my fears with that game were that trailer was great when they released it two years ago, I think. Mm. And the game hit early access, and people did not like it. Because they thought it was like a survival game, and that's what it kind of was billing itself as. Like it kind of, it seemed like the trailer seemed misleading in a sense. I agree with you there. Yeah. Uh but I've played the final version. I think uh, it has some survival aspects. Like I think you have uh, thirst, hunger, and like some heart thing. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it does play a, a lot more like a Bioshock than like a Rust. So I'm happy about that. And it seems pretty good so far. <laughs> so the, a lot of talk obviously is about, well, I mean, it, it got sort of banned in some places because it deals with, with drugs or whatever. How, yeah. how's that handled really in the, uh, well, the, the drug is joy. Like that's just the name of it. And like, right. You can take it to, like, fool people, and it, like, kind of messes up your vision a little bit. And you, I think that it takes away the meters for a little while, like the hunger and thirst meter. Uh, but, I mean, it's the same thing as taking, like, the plasmid from Bioshock. Or, like, okay. the, like the... I mean, not exactly, because, I mean, I think you have... I haven't even gotten the joy yet, so I don't know. Uh, I... But this is kind of what I'm gathering from, like the tutorial or like the uh, tutorial. Um, but you can, so you can have multiple pills, but yes, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like a power up. Like it's not you're not like snorting this stuff or right. like injecting it into your vein. Like it's just kind of like yeah, it's just like a like the neuro mods from uh, oh, what is it? Prey, or I think there was some nano crap from like Deus Ex. Okay, so it's not like the blatant thing that. No. That's been made. Okay. Although I am curious, like at the start of the game, you do have a you do have a choice of like, do, do you want to take this joy now or not? Like you get hit with like this memory, and like the drug is supposed to like repress your memory. Ah. And and I I, t- I said no, and I'm curious like if you said yes, if the game would just end. Or like if if you just yeah. kind of just went in like a drug dot existence or something. <laughs> so like for people that 
you know, may have seen trailers or, or whatnot and, you know, seen the characters that you see in those shows. And it's like, what are you actually like doing in this well, game? I'm, like, I'm just the first guy. Uh, you, there, I guess there are multiple characters, which I didn't really know about. Uh, I'm a guy named Arthur and he's like the newspaper censor guy. Uh, and when he, once he becomes a quote unquote downer, uh, he remembers like his past and like his brother, like the ch- their childhood and like, I guess I'm growing up during the war. So he's trying to like find his brother. He doesn't know what happened to him. Like he, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess it wasn't good. Like the brother's probably either dead or drugged up or something. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the whole, like you get dumped into this like different city district. So now I'm like trying to find my way back. Okay. So, and yeah, it's like, I, I don't have a gun yet. It's just like first person melee combat and some like sneaking. Uh, it, yeah, but like I said, it really reminds me of Bioshock, but not in a bad way. Like, it's been five years since Infinite, I think. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, people are looking for, for that kind of game uh, out there. It's... There's also a lot more crafting in this game than like Infinite, but not. It's not as bad as like a Rust where you just have like menus upon menus of different crap or like Subnautica is like that too. Uh, like you have to get like two bobby pins together to put a, to make a lockpick and then you can pick like the you know chest lock and you, you don't even have to go to the menu. You can just hold the button down and it does it automatically, which is nice. Yeah, that is nice. So yeah, I mean we'll get to. Next time we do the show, Mark will have played more, so he can. No, that's about it. <laughs> I played. I, play, I played an hour. I'm, I, I have a good opinion of it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, again, uh, games journalism had to uh, go repress itself in this week with uh, with that what happened, but thankfully. There's other stuff that uh, doesn't involve that uh, to discuss. Uh, just before that, though, I have been playing a sort of... It's a new game. I think it came out, like, last week. And it's it's an indie from... Oh, Jesus. Why can't I think of the... Uh, Spooky Squid. So, it, it's, it's sort of like uh, making fun of Russian culture and also sort of embracing the sort of stereotypical aspects of Russian culture and then just saying we're going to have fun with this by making about animals. So it's called Russian Subway Dogs and you you play as some kind of either a dog or cat and you're trying to basically get enough food to survive to the next level. It's it's almost like it has like a it sounds well, it sounds like Tokyo Jungle or something. <laughs> well, not, it hasn't it's it's kind of more like uh it has the levels are it's it's like uh pixely so it's not but it's not like 8 bit or whatever. It's just uh the dogs and and all that are pixely. And then yeah. you just have like this static train that's there you're basically you're just going to these different subway stations that are in russia and these people come 
that have different kinds of food and you bark at them and they release makes the food fly in the air and you have to jump in there and get it and then these other like a rottweiler a poodle will show up and try to combat with you over the food like the so you start out with this like doberman and they just kind of walk around and then it advances to like a poodle that shows up and actually jumps so sometimes you have to try to out jump the poodle and like there's other people that have like vodka and if you bark at the people with vodka, the vodka explodes in the air. And if it explodes with food, it catches the food on fire and it makes the food uh, have even give you even more points than if it uh, was just regular. And then the food advances like you get eventually like burgers show up and they cost like 200 points. And if uh, they get roasted, then you get like 400 point burgers. And basically you're just trying to get to a certain number of points every level or you don't pass. Uh, And then if the dogs eat the food, you decrease. And then also you're trying to survive because if you don't eat enough, you don't keep eating food, your health depletes. And if your health depletes, you die, whatever. So, I mean, it sounds like Russian to me. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, like, you get to unlock different animals. Like, I think, uh, depending on how many levels you keep going. So, the further you go in the campaign, you unlock more. Like, I think the only one I've unlocked so far is the, um, you know, the meme with the dog where, like, it's, like, everything's fine and everything uh, is, like, burning around him or whatever. Yeah. That yeah, dog's so, actually yeah. in the game. So yeah. yeah. And I think his thing is that, like, he's faster than the normal dog. And you unlock a cat that he's like really slow, so I didn't really like using the cat that much. But yeah, so I mean it's fine. I don't, I I enjoy it. It's fun. Like it took me a little while to get get good at it, but now I've kind of figured it out. But I still feel like a little bit of it's luck, depending on how many dogs show up to go up against you and where the different dudes run across each other. But you can kind of figure out the path. Like there's um. There's one where you have to actually like catch fish and this old lady is carrying around fish and that if you actually stand in front of her, she'll hit you in the head with the fish and everything. And then you laugh pretty, pretty hard once I figured out that, that actually happened. So I'm not, Ru- I don't have anything to do with Russian culture, but I know somebody that's Russian. I'm usually like, uh, show her this and see if this actually happens or not. But yeah, fun, fun stuff with the, it's a, uh, precursor to Metro Exodus. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, uh, speaking of games you can play this month, uh, for, well, some of them are free and some of them are for a low cost. Uh, Xbox uh, Games for Gold is Forza Horizon 2, which I need to remember to actually uh, go download. Yeah, that's. Uh, that... a, I mean, I, I've heard of Horizon 2 is like the weaker, the weakest of the three, but it's still a, like a Horizon game, so... <laughs> It's still uh, well worth uh, checking out. For Honor, the standard edition is the one in the middle of the month, August 16th to September 15th. Uh, Dead Space 3 is on your 360. And obviously, Backwards Compatible with Xbox One. And Epic That's Mickey 2, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is okay. So, if you never played mm-hmm. Epic Mickey 2... I guess go you can continue to not play Epic Mickey 2. <laughs> right, yeah. The first one was actually pretty decent. The second one, they just... I don't know. There was uh, some issues there. PlayStation... The first, 
Go the ahead. first one's like passable, but right. not not a great platformer or not you know what they were hoping. And then yeah, they just messed up on the second one like way harder. And it's like this is supposed to get better, not worse. Yeah, way worse to the fact that they like fired the guy that made it, and he's pretty famous. Well, uh, uh, his name's Warren something. Inspector or whatever, right? Yeah, he's Warren the Spectre. one that did uh, System Shock. Yeah, he, well, he also did I think Deus Ex. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, he he used to be well known, but I think he like after those games, he got he got out of the game making for like ten years. He was upset too because he liked making those games a lot. So like when Disney kind of canned him out of the backlash, he was I think it made him upset. So it it needed more uh, nano machines and. It, yeah, exactly. And uh, he he likes cyborg arms and stuff like that. <laughs> that would have been interesting uh, for its time if uh, they could get Mickey to do that. Uh, PS Plus has Mafia 3. Uh, and, I, I'll actually you know, give that a shot. I'm kind of curious about it. I might give it a shot too, especially because it was in the news recently with whether or not the developer, I think it was, right? The they were having some issues. Yeah, I think they laid some people off, but yeah, that's what it was. Not a, uh, like not a huge surprise. <laughs> exactly, because they haven't made. I don't think they've made anything after Mafia Three. So, or they were developing something and it, they canned it or got delayed yeah, or that, something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dead by Daylight, which are. We have a resident like Dead by Daylight lover on staff, and she's trying to get everybody to play with her. So I don't know how that's gonna go. Uh, uh, well, I'm not. I'll yeah. never play that game. So I like the horror characters, obviously, but it's just like I've never been a four versus one person. Like I get people that are totally into that and everything. You know, if I had a really good group, maybe. But I think I played, like, Left for Dead with a friend of mine once, and he was, like, trying to kill every zombie. And I'm like, no, I want to get the hell, like, I want to progress this thing. And that's yeah, my problem like, with most of these, like, co-op games. <laughs> like, let's go. Come on now. Uh, there's actually one that kind of reminds me of, like, Left for Dead or Strange Brigade that's going to come out in a few weeks. It looks sort of interesting. But uh, Bound by Flame is uh, there for the PS3, which is okay. Um, and Serious Sam 3 BFE is there for the PS3 too. If you still have your PS3 connected for some reason, I guess go for it. Uh, Draw Slasher and Space Hulk are there for the Vita. And Here They Lie for the PSVR is there for free till like October 2nd. So if you need bad games to your v- PSVR, uh, go get that, I guess. Uh, the Humble Bundle for um, August is actually pretty decent. Um, oh, well, it's I think it's September or August. Uh, it's for August, like the monthly bundles, August, I think. Uh, you can get Sniper Elite 4, which you reviewed that one. That was okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tales of Berseria, which you also reviewed, which was, I think you... It's one of the... The story was really good, right? But the Tales game itself is just more Tales? Uh, or... yeah. Like, the... It, it's fine. <laughs> it gets dark? 
Yeah, which start... starts dark and then gets more dark, let's say. Uh, Staxel is also there, and The Surge, which is actually uh, a pretty decent RPG. So, Actually, like that was for last month, I think. Well, it's still on here. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, the surge is like Dark Souls, and it's supposed to be like a space station, but it's more like a space warehouse. <laughs> hey, but I actually like it more than Dark Souls. I think. There you go. That's a plus for for that well, game because I like sci-fi more than fantasy, so that helps. Yeah, the, the subject matter is obviously uh, going to help you there. Obviously, too. There's uh, Sudden Strike 4, Kona, Forge Battalion, which two of these are RTSs, and a few other games on here. So, not too bad for Humble Bundle for a month. And I think, like, I want to say you can trade in, if you don't want Sniper Elite 4, Berseria, and I think maybe Staxel, you can trade them in to get Rise of the Tomb Raider instead. Oh, wow. There you go. Which is a decent deal. Like, if you don't have Tomb Raider, or, yeah. Yeah. If for some reason you don't have it, like, you, at all, get it. It's worth playing, for sure. Yeah. Especially with a new one coming out soon. Exactly. Not too far out. Jeez. I still can't believe we're sitting here almost in the middle of August, honestly. I, I, I'm praying, like... We, the, the days aren't coming quick enough for me. I want to get the hell out of this heat. <laughs> That's true, but sometimes I feel like it doesn't matter if we get to September, at least where I'm at, that heat's not going anywhere. So for you, it, it'll actually get colder, at least. Yeah. So the uh, Smash Direct happened uh, technically yesterday morning as we're recording this, but this morning uh, they announced uh, Simon Belmont and King K. Rule as the new characters uh, for Smash. And Trevor Belmont. Uh, they Well, they announced uh, Richter as his Echo. And, oh, okay. It might, might have been Richter. That's it. And you can also uh, get uh, Alucard as a assist trophy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I kept thinking Trevor because he's like the main. He's who I think of in Castlevania. Those old games. Right, right. That's who I thought they would announce. And then it's like, Richter was like, okay, well, that works too. Uh, Krom from Fire Emblem is the Echo for Roy. And Dark Samus is the Echo for Samus, obviously. So, so every character is supposed to have an Echo, right? I think, yeah, I think that's the point. So, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to assume that Wario has to be in this game then. <laughs> yeah, I think they made allusions to Wario being in the game. Like, but, or maybe not every character is going to be in Echo, or I don't know, because everybody keeps, you know, you know those Waluigi fans out there keep going, "Where's Waluigi?" Uh, that would be well, the time. <laughs> I mean, since Lu- Lu- since Luigi died, they got to have Waluigi step it up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Nintendo actually had to come out and say that he's not dead, because everybody kept. Uh... If you for some reason haven't watched the uh, direct. They have, basically, I think it's like Dracula kill, it looks like he killed Luigi, and Simon Belmont, no, I think, was, comes... It was it was Death who killed Luigi. Okay, Death. And, uh, 
Simon Belmont, I think, comes in a little bit too late <laughs> to try to save him, and then uh, starts attacking with his his holy whip and his his other attacks. His Grand Cross looks really cool. Uh, I think I like his stays the most, even more than him. Like getting to see like Frankenstein and Dracula and all those people well, together. This is another part of the like Smash Brothers stuff. But did you see how much music is going to be in the game? Yeah, freaking eight hundred tracks. Well, they said twenty-eight hours. Twenty, yeah, twenty. Like, that's including what? the like, you know, the BGMs and all that stuff too. The, yeah. Uh well, and they they even have the like, the like listen to music section that they made a big deal about because of that. Yeah, like well, you can like carry your switch around as like a little MP3 player for this one game, and it's like, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna do that. <laughs> if I carry a backpack, maybe where I can like lock my switch. Or I can I can you know put a lock, a padlock there. Then maybe you'll, ca- you'll just carry your switch remote in your hand for the back for your switch in the backpack. Yeah, for like next next track and volume and pause and play. Yeah, I'd have to carry a Joy-Con in my pocket, and then <laughs> I can't see what's happening. But I, I guess it, I mean I think they were making a point you could create like a playlist or something. So yeah, you know, ideally. If you make your playlist good enough, you don't have to skip tracks. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's a neat feature. Uh, they uh, they also announced like a bunch of other assist trophies. Like Zero is there for Mega Man, Knuckles for Sonic. Obviously, like Shovel Knight is in there, which is cool. The freaking Majora's Mask Moon shows up and just freaks havoc. And then Rathalos from Monster Hunter. Uh, is in there, and he is a boss and an assist trophy. So it's the first time that's ever happened uh, for Smash. Uh, there's a bunch of different Pokemon uh, that they also uh, showed off as well. Uh, what did you think about uh, King K. Rule? That's not one that I thought about ever. Well, you have, like, they always try to factor in, like, the hero of a game and then, like, the villain. Right. So I guess makes it makes sense. sense, but there are I would say more popular Dragon or Donkey Kong characters than fucking K. Cruel. <laughs> like, but he's Donkey like the Kong. main villain. So, oh yeah, I mean, I think he's been always been the bad guy. I think, right? At least in the Donkey Kong Country games. Uh but like I would say like Funky Kong is more well known, or even like uh, Dixie Kong or something. Like, yeah, or even Cranky Kong. Uh, I guess it's fine. I, the character looked... They're, like, adding big characters to this game. Like, him and Ridley look very oddly sized compared to other characters in the game. Well, at least they're making him sort of to scale. Yeah. Right? So, uh, Dracula's also a boss, by the way, as well. So, it's leading to people thinking that there might be a boss mode or single player where... There's some sort of story, and you play well, specific bosses and whatever. You played the uh, Wii U one, right? I did, but that story mode was blah. <laughs> Good. I, so, I, I only remember kind of the subspace emissary from the Wii one. Yeah, that's and what people are thinking, that that might come back. Even that, I don't really remember a ton of bosses in that thing. Like, the, the best story mode to me was a kind of even... Was the, like the melee one, 
because I yeah. liked that one because it was like, okay, the first level is one, one or like this Mario le- looking level. Mm-hmm. And then you, then you do like a Zelda level and then you do like a Donkey Kong level. Like that was cool to me. Yeah. I, I like that too. Uh, I don't remember a whole, cause I only played melee on the, like when I actually had my GameCube. So I don't, I just remember a ton of it yeah. at the moment. But, yeah, I do remember I, liking that a lot. It's funny. I think I have Melee, and I only have my Wii. I don't have a GameCube anymore. Well, that's the good thing about the Wii. It does have the backwards compatibility. Well, my I got I bought a, I bought a used Wii, a black one. I think the black one looks better. Right. And it, it didn't have the backwards compatibility. Oh, that sucks. And it's like, damn it, I bought this thing for this reason. So I Oh, that's right. They When they started making, like right before it was, they were going to stop production on it. I think they they took the backwards compatibility out Well, no, they made, they made like the Wii from Canada. That's like the smaller one. But they yeah. go, it's like very cheaply made. This was like, no, this looked like a Wii. But it just didn't have like the controller ports. That's weird. Uh, and then they, they did make a few black ones with them. I, like, there's some split there. And I was like, I had to take it back to the store and go, like, oh, this doesn't read discs. <laughs> Give me a white one. Did you find, so the white one does read the... Yeah, because it has, okay. I, I looked immediately, it had the, you know, the four controller, it had the door on the top. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, okay. the black one you didn't even have the door. Like, it had, you know, just one piece of plastic. Oof, that sucks. Uh, well, at least you got to get it, uh get it fixed but you know i think uh, they're also bringing back the classic mode the one where you just go yeah, through a certain 10 stage 10 10 characters or whatever but they're adding like a bunch of like weird like sports stuff or like fighting game stuff to this i like one. the five on five that was that was cool the uh well that's just like a survival mode like <laughs> yeah but i liked it like it it's it was oh, interesting sure. yeah uh the and then they added the tournament mode. And... The, the one weird one is like the like the fighting game mode, where so you can have like a health bar and like a stamina thing or whatever. Hey, that's cool. Why not? It may, that that gives them another thing to add in. To they could add in two different versions of Smash, to Evo or whatever. You know, it worked for PlayStation All Stars. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> PlayStation All Stars is what it is. Uh, You'll know they didn't try to bring that back at any point. <laughs> I wonder if they would ever consider that again, but just, you know. Well, I think, like, the main guy who did that one, Seth Killian, left. He went back to Capcom, or yeah. he just, he's, he's somewhere else. Well, because, I mean, like, if if indie games can do it, like, Brawl Out's actually not... I've heard that people actually really like that, and Sony should be able to do it. So, I, you know. I think at that point they were just so they wanted to get that out. Yeah. That they it didn't they, get well, the love of, that it they, should have, I think. They they rushed it and I think they had they had probably had more plans for the game that fell through. <laughs> right. They they probably thought they could make it like Smash and then when it didn't uh, hit well, it was like, well, this came off badly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they announced stuff. I think they announced a lot more than we we thought they would. Because um, I kind of had a way today because I was like, oh, well, you never know. They might announce well, something crazy. And... It's it's funny. I was joking with that about a friend of mine with a friend of mine last night. 
I was like, yeah, we're waiting a day for this stupid Smash thing, and then I, I'll bet you a hundred dollars they won't they won't announce five new characters. And it looks like I was right; they announced four, <laughs> and two are copies. Well, you know, technically they announced five. Okay, so. three are copies. Hey, they're counting those as characters, and now there's like a hundred and three stages too. It's freaking yeah. nuts. That like... that'll make that uh, stage select a lot more busy. <laughs> Oh, I like that too. The whole like stage morphing thing that that was pretty cool too. Well, I'll be curious if they separate stages by like era because I I remember like Brawl had like here are the melee stages like the eight that people care about. (laughs) So they just have like a bunch of like melee stages and then like a bunch of uh, Wii U stages or something like that. I wonder if they'll add in an update. Or something where they will eventually let you like pick the stages that it morphs into, yeah, or something like that. Um, I also did like that they up front they let you mess with the rules so that you're not having to go in a bunch of menus and mess with that later. Yeah. So yeah, seems like uh, they're figuring out a lot of uh, Q and A stuff and also just. I mean, I would say probably that's the Nintendo game I would want this year, or like this, you know, this, you know, fall or for the holidays. Like, yeah, because Aces has been kind of up and down. They've had to fix a lot of stuff because, or fix a few of the characters and uh, all that. That's kind of that's kind of all they had this year. <laughs> was yeah. Aces and Smash Brothers. Smash. And, and... Well, and and Labo, but that I don't think that's doing too well. <laughs> It's, it's done well enough. I think that they, you know, that they announced that, that third, yeah, uh, thing, the third so. version. But yeah, I mean, that's obviously got its audience, right? It's not really meant for us. So, you know, and I, I haven't bought it because I am deathly scared that that's one thing I will spend time building, and I plays with it for five minutes and then doesn't want to play with it again, and yeah. I wasted. Seventy dollars. So well, that's what you then you can start playing with it. <laughs> I'd rather not. That I'm just hedging my bets on Pokemon Let's Go being the thing that gets her to want to play games with me, and I think it might because she, you know, just, just sit her down and go. All right, I need a co-op partner for Resident Evil Five. You're gonna sit here and like it. <laughs> oh Lord, and uh, <laughs> Grandma will kill me. Either that, or you're getting <laughs> grounded. You got, you got two options. <laughs> Uh, like, I, uh, why do you, it's like why, why do you think why do you exist I need a co-op partner <laughs> god <laughs> that'll go over well <laughs> uh certainly uh yeah I mean Octopath Traveler as well would be the the other thing that people are, are yeah really but that wasn't in. like that wasn't Nintendo so yeah true um, that game is like, still like doing like shockingly well too. Well, it like, is I doing to... shockingly well enough that Square said they are now going to make more of those kind of games. Thank you. Didn't they say that with Brave Default too? And then... No, they didn't. They never committed to that. They said that that's why they made Tokyo RPG Factory, and then we've seen how those games have come out. So, uh, they I don't know. I just those games are just lifeless to me. Like I. They're just there. Like, I never... Like, Setsuna just kind of bored me to tears. I, I, like, I've i heard I've heard Setsuna is a fine enough game, but, yeah, it just didn't 
grab people. And Lost Fear was the same thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, and that and that also being said that they've uh, the of course they also the Octopath people are also involved with the the Bravely Default games, and there's been a tease of maybe uh, Bravely Default three or something in that vein. So that leads to the whole they might be making more of those kind of games that they're already announcing with Bravely Default. So that's cool. I'm glad Square Enix is finally getting the picture, but sales are what's doing it for them and that that's what does it for them is sales more than anything yeah uh, i still haven't been able to find a nest classic in stores <laughs> well we'll be about to talk about why <laughs> because it was the highest selling console of june <laughs> not the ps4 not the xbox one not the switch the nes classic was yep. the highest selling console in June 2018. Uh, I didn't think I'd be saying that. <laughs> so, oh, I, I I pretty much knew it when they announced it, like because the original run was such in such limited supply, and that like you know people were reselling them for like three hundred dollars on eBay. Are they still selling it for? I think it's like maybe like a hundred bucks. Maybe like you know it varies. That's not too bad, I guess. Uh, but, I had a buddy who like bought like a bootleg. He didn't realize it at the time, but he bought like a bootleg NES Classic off eBay, oh, and then he got it. And it's like an Amazon. It's like a retro pie and like a you know a, a nest shell. But it's like the most bootleg ass emulation you could imagine. <laughs> like a did big, he get like to a, refund it? Yeah, he got a refund, and okay. then uh, I think he kept it because you know what else are you going to do? But like, the, like it, I think like Mario has like slow down. <laughs> it's wow. like, Holy Christ. Like that's like the first game you should. Get that's really on bad. Thing. If Mario has slowed down. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. And this classic is like 80 bucks, hundred bucks, give or take. That's not bad. It's not. Yeah. Bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so, and of course, I don't know if it was actual Sony or somebody that was complaining or if that was just fans complaining that the NES Classic should not count as a console because you can't add anything to it uh, legally anyway, Uh, which technically they're right. But I mean, who cares? Like Sony just announced they sold 82 million PlayStation 4s now. Like, does it really matter? (laughs) Well, it, my my counter to that would be uh, the Xbox One is a console that you can add stuff to, just no one does. Why do we count that? <laughs> oh, boy. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, you know, to be fair, uh, Mario Tennis Aces was also the highest-selling game of June, uh, which it did that with, the la- you know, eight days in june but i mean there's there wasn't a whole lot coming out in june either yeah you know there it is that is something to be said there i think hardware was up by at least 10 or 20 percent for the month as well which is good uh xbox ones this is how bad microsoft is with the uh they don't want to tell you what their numbers are thing well yeah go on (laughs) They just say our hardware sales are earning nearly twice as much money this month. Well, 
Like, yeah, he said if you they said a minute ago, like, oh, Sony sold eighty two million PS fours or whatever. And I think the switch is at eighteen million. Nine nineteen point six. Okay, nineteen okay. You know you you note how there's not a Microsoft number floating around out there. Yeah, I wonder if the Microsoft number is somewhere around like thirty ish or because the I last probably, time they ever reported it was at twenty seven. Yeah. I would so, say I would say maybe thirty five, but yeah, between like still it's say, bad that like the switch could realistically catch up to it. Oh I know I think the switch will catch up to it. Like there's not a, there's not a if there like the switch will eventually decimate the 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 Xbox One. <laughs> well, now you know why they're making a big deal of trying to be first for the yeah. next gen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So going through the list of games that. Uh, for June, Martin Asasis was number one, God of War number two, Grand Theft Auto five is number three. My god. Well, I have noticed recently a lot that GTA five has been going down in price. Yeah. Well, that makes like sense. I saw, it's a freaking old saw, ass game. Well, I mean, yeah, normally it was sixty bucks still, like even a few months ago, but I've seen it a lot for thirty. And I saw, I think, an only one PSN recent sale for like twenty. And it's like, man, sure. Yeah, it's well worth it, it at that price. And they added that uh, the like gay Tony stuff for the online as well. That probably has some people interested. Yeah, I it, played that online mode once, and I was like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the crew two, Far Cry five. Uh, Mario Kart 8, still selling really well. Lego Incredibles, that's uh, good for Lego. Every time they make a game, it gets it's good. On, it gets on these things. FIFA 18 is still uh, selling with the new game coming out in about a month and a half. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, that's thanks to the Switch. And Detroit Become Human on there as well. The one of the f- that that's a game I want to play. <laughs> it's a game I want to play too. I'm waiting to for it to go down to the like thirty dollars and below. Yeah, thing. or if a, if a red box ever has a sale and, and they have that, I'll just pick it up for like twenty. <laughs> yeah, that helps too because it's a game that. I mean, there's a lot of you know. Apparently, has a lot of branching paths, but you know, it's a game it, you can finish quickly. No, the reason there's one reason why Detroit Become Human will be in a lot of people's game of the year contentions, and and that that is because of Clancy Brown. <laughs> Yep. That and the, you know, it broaches, like, the serious nope. subjects. Just Clancy Brown. That's all Just people Clancy care about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, will, I will watch him in bad things just because I like him as an actor. <laughs> yeah, he is awesome. Like, Pet Cemetery 2, not a good movie. Him in Pet Cemetery 2 is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's almost like Idris Elba in anything. He yeah. Makes it awesome. They need to be. They need to have like a uh, inverted uh, Lethal Weapon movie where Clancy Brown is the old cop, the old white cop. He was like always saying, "I'm tired of this shit. I'm too old for this shit." And then Idris Elba is like the young one. Oh <laughs> man, now now it's got to happen, damn it! Come since on, they won't uh... give, since they won't give Idris Elba Bond, he, they can give him Lethal Weapon instead. 
still don't understand why not, man. Like, he'd be an awesome Bond. Well, what's weird is him and Daniel Craig are, like, around the same age. So, I I can actually see that point. Like, I think they do want, like, a younger Bond. Or a Bond who will be there for a while, let's say. It's weird, because I thought, like, the... I remember we had talked about, I thought Tom Hiddleston was, like, locked in. And then all of a sudden they said no. And I was like, okay, well. Okay, Idris Elba is five years younger. But... Okay, you have less of an excuse. Yeah. I got. I thought they. I thought they were the same age. But I agree. Itself. At the rate that they make those movies, that kind of makes sense, though. Yeah. Because they don't make all... one after the other. They wait like three or four years. Yeah, I thought they were always around the same age. Because Elba, like, he tends to look older in movies. Yeah. Like that's... so. But, well, even uh... in like The Wire, he looks old. <laughs> so. Yeah, him and him and Wood Harris are supposed to be the same around the same age, and they don't quite look the same. No, not at all. So, uh, Nintendo also revealed their top 10 highest sellers. These are all over 1 million, uh, by the way. Super Mario Odyssey wait, wait. is number one. Yeah, let me, let me guess. Mario, Zelda, Mario Kart, uh, Mario Aces, that stupid boxing game, and then a bunch of other Mario stuff. Yeah, Mario Odyssey is on there. Mario Kart 8 is number two. Zelda is number three. Like, so, Mario Odyssey is 11, uh, this is a million, by the way, Mario Kart 8, 10, Zelda 9, Splatoon 2 has 6.7, 1, 2, Switch has 2.4, sadly, because that's a bad game, ARMS has 2 million, uh, Kirby, that's like, that's like 2 million too many, <laughs> yeah, Kirby 1.8, that's surprising, uh, but it does help with the co op. It, it's a actually a really good game in co op. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, yay, 1.4. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is 1.40. And Mario Tennis Aces is 1.3. So that's crazy. I, Mario Tennis Aces hasn't been around that long. It's already sold that much. So I actually have to wonder like how, how old is this list? Because I wonder if it's Octopath... recent. It's for this year. No, no, I meant like what month? Because I wonder if like Octopath might knock off one or two of those games. Well, they just did their um, Q1 at the end of, I guess it would have been June. So, I don't think Octopath had gotten up to 1.3 at that point. Maybe by now. Like, when we get to their Q2 and they do this again, I'm sure Octopath yeah. will be up there. Yeah. It it probably It's probably already beat Xenoblade 2. I'm, it, perhaps there's already creeping up on Kirby uh, at this point. So, yep, Nintendo keeps doing their thing with the Switch. Sony keeps doing their thing. Microsoft is... Keeps floundering in the dirt uh, with their thing. (laughs) Is talking about TV series. Which, what we talked about last time, is not happening. Master Chief is actually going to be a character in the series. Um... This series is not starting until 2020, by the way, so... Yeah. We'll be talking about it for a while before they even start. It's going to start production, like, apparently soon, but basically... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I imagine this is going to be a pretty heavy, CGI-heavy show. (laughs) Yeah, I'd imagine so. Like, it's going to get... It's not going to be shot on location or whatever. It's going to be shot in a set and everything else. Like, but they... They keep talking, and I think we talked about it, but they keep talking about they want this to be their their Game of Thrones, 
and they're they're sort of going about it the same way in that it's going to be about the characters and it's going to be about them talking and not so much like it's going to be sort of the way Game of Thrones handles action where you're going to have episodes where it's like one huge action thing and then it's the rest of its story exposition which I guess is fine uh but we'll see we'll see but they got to get through that first season of 10 episodes and um I yeah I know there is a lot of I guess fiction for Halo like the books or like the comics yeah, or there's a lot of lore there I but I just don't care enough about Master Chief as a character <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be like, the thing, right? You never see him. He's just under that helmet. Like, so. I compare this to, like, the Netflix uh, Witcher show. And it's like, I care about Geralt. I don't really care when the when the show takes place, like, in the timeline of, of the books or whatever. I like, I like him as a protagonist or as, like, a personality. Uh, like, Master Chief barely fucking talks. <laughs> He says, like, four words in the original Halo game. He says, like, all right, I can look up and down, and then that's about it. <laughs> and then they eventually, like, saddle him with, like, a weird romantic history or subplot with Cortana that is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of about it. <laughs> like, I, I, I think of this Halo thing as, like, you'd ever see Soldier from, like, 1998 with Kurt Russell? <laughs> no. Go watch that. That's kind of Halo, <laughs> except he's not wearing a fuck. He's not wearing the suit. It's just I mean, Kurt Russell is a bald dude. <laughs> to be fair, I think it works in a game setting because you're more focused on, you know, blowing shit up and and killing the and you know the villains do talk. I mean, the especially in the second game, like the Arbiter talks a lot. So yeah. you get more wait. of the exposition that way. I can't wait for the hour long episode about the uh silent library level. Yeah. That'll be great. It's just Master Chief running around this fucking globe for no reason <laughs> shooting flood. Yeah, let's let's do that. I don't you know I'll wait and see. I you know Rupert Wyatt did a great job with Planet of the Apes. So I have faith that they have a good crew there. Yeah, um, just, I think it'll be. Yeah. I just think I think it'll be well made. I just, I just kind of have no interest in it personally. Well, but you don't but, have a connection to the games, though. I've right? played. I've beaten most of them. Okay. I I beat Halo One, Two. Uh, I don't think I beat Three or, or uh, the bad one. Uh, the which, ODST. Yeah, I hated that one. But I at least played four and beat that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can't say that I've beaten all of them. At some point, I, I, I haven't. It. I haven't read the Fall of Reach book, but <laughs> no, I, yeah, me neither. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It, look, we I got mean, a lot I, of time. They're gonna I, keep I, saying it. I wish them all the best. Let's just say that <laughs> we need successful video game things on. Whether it's TV, Netflix, whatever. So, whether it's this or the Witcher series, like let's make it work, people. Let's make it work. This is this is a tangent. 
do you ever think that Metal Gear Solid movie is gonna gonna actually happen? I think it will. With uh, Jordan Boat Roberts direct directing it. I like, don't know that it's. I don't know it's gonna be him. He keeps talking about it. What well, he, he's that, in the news that, again talking about. He wants to make it with Kojima. That's my that's my issue with this. It's like he's been talking about this fucking movie for the past year at least, maybe possibly two. W- like, what's the start date, <laughs> or you know, what's the hold up? Like, they, he hasn't actually said anything. He just posts pictures of him hanging out with Kojima or going like, "This will be a great movie," and it's like. Based on what? You haven't started it yet. <laughs> You've done no pre-production. You're... Well, he's done pre-production for himself. Yeah, he, he's there's, like there's there's essentially nothing. Like at this point, just make a uh, fan film like Nathan Fillion did. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that wouldn't be such a bad idea. Like, because you know Nathan Fillion could make it work because he has history with the series. And there's already in there an uncharted movie. There's an uncharted movie already being made, so it's like, when it's been announced, but it'll fall through like they always do. <laughs> like, yeah. did, I mean, Tom Holland is filming on like Spider Man Two right now. Like, right. Unless they're waiting for him to get older, which, I mean, he's only twenty two, so that might be valid. But it, that's my problem with all these game movies and like game TV shows, like. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. And we have another one to continue to talk about as they continue to cast people. Uh, ben Schwartz is going to be Sonic in the Sonic movie. See, I so. at least they're making this one. Like, they're filming it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think it's, it's going to be a terrible movie. Like, not due to him or Jim Carrey. Well, partially due to him. Or James Marsden, but I just think it's a bad idea for a Sonic movie in general. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean they've done okay with the cartoon, but no, a cartoon's different than that, a movie. The only good Sonic cartoon is that like nineteen ninety three one on ABC. <laughs> they have some success with the. <laughs> Remember Sonic <laughs> Underground? When oh it was God! Sonic. <laughs> oh yeah, that was bad. They had Julia White playing a female character, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, well, you know. So I mean, they're making this film. It'll likely be bad. It'll likely be for kids. That's fine. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think Ben Schwartz will do a pretty good job of Sonic, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has experience. He does Ducktales right now. As uh, Dewey, my real hope for this is: Did you ever see him on Parks and Rec? No, I. That's one of those like it's on the list of watching series. Uh, I, that... I, I should send you some clips of him on Parks and Rec. He is the most like asshole character on that show you could imagine. And if he if he was like that for Sonic, it'd be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> that would be awesome, but I doubt it. I could see him doing it to, like, Robotnik or whatever, but I don't know that he would do it constantly. Yeah. Because um, he is some kind of... He is, like, a smart-ass sometimes, even in the games, to to Robotnik. Yeah. So, you know, I, I like Ben's... Like, I've... I can't remember what movies or... He's famous for another show that I can't think of right this minute. Like, a younger kid's show. Um... 
it's not House of Lies, probably. <laughs> oh well, House of Lies, uh, I liked, so that's probably where I'm, I'm thinking of him from. But you know, what, was it Randy Cunningham? Oh, the House of Lies is the one that I'm, I'm thinking of that I liked him in because okay. I, I like that show. But uh, you know, I think he's been he's around. Be like, fine. Yeah, I think it for a celebrity voice act for like. They didn't get like a super big star, which is probably good. I think he fits uh, better than Jim Carrey doing Robotnik, but I still want Danny DeVito. <laughs> you can't beat that perfect casting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has a date, uh, November fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Let's see if they hold to that. But you know. We'll see. I I'm glad that they keep casting people. There is uh Two female, yeah, uh, they're they're like middle aged actresses. Uh, I like they're both. I think African American. I imagine they'll be like sisters or like the uh, James Marsden play, is playing a cop in the show, so they might be like coworkers of his or something. Who knows? Yeah, that, it's supposed to be a mix of CG and live action, so we'll see how they base this. Uh, don't. I mean, obviously, until they cast them, we don't know if, you know, Tails or Knuckles or any of the other gang are going to be in it. But uh, I'd imagine at least Tails has to be in there somewhere. Like, unless they're going to make this like Sonic 1 where it's just Sonic the whole time. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like one of them has to be in there somewhere. If you want to save Knuckles for a next movie, then I can understand that. I just just want to see Uncle Chuck. (laughs) Let's do it. Wait till we have Big Cat. That's, that's what we need. Right there. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, Blizzard is... Speaking, of, well, speaking of Big the Cat, they actually showed him in that Sonic racing game trailer. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. They only have so many characters. They gotta have him in there. No. <laughs> I mean, are you really gonna sit there and like realize it's him when you're looking at a cart? Though, I guess I don't... it's still gonna bother you that you're using Big Cat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Blizzard is in the news for various things. Um, Overwatch crowned their first uh, league champion. The uh, congrats to the London Spitfire. That's about all I'm gonna say about that because neither one of us watched the Overwatch League at all. Uh, or care about Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, that that too. They are working on various Diablo things, is all so, that we know. My the, the running theory is Diablo at least on Switch, yes. Diablo three at least. That's probably pretty obvious. That's Maybe like a no brainer. Should be doing it. They are doing Diablo, it. I assume Diablo four, like they're making a new, another one, because Diablo three has been out for a while, and they, they've had expansions and. Like some mm-hmm. DLC, but that game's old at this point. Yeah. Um, and then I I imagine maybe Diablo on like mobile, or like you some pared so? down version. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much everything is coming to mobile, and I think there was a new sur- some kind of statistic or survey that was out that like ninety six percent of the people that play mobile games are also some kind of gamer. Yeah. Otherwise. So, you know, why not? You know, Fortnite's making it work. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, are you excited for Diablo 4? Yeah, like, it's been a while. Uh, I doubt they do some of the dumb shit they did with Diablo 3. Yeah, I think they so learned a lesson uh, after they had to have the expansion come out to fix Diablo 3, basically. It's funny, I've been playing uh, Victor Vran with a buddy of mine on PS4. Uh, because it's the only dungeon crawler aside from Diablo 3 on the PS fucking 4. Oh, really? Wow. And the funniest part is I, I hadn't got the Overkill Edition, and it's $40 on PSN and 20 from Amazon. And it's like, huh, tough choice there. Yeah, really, right? Uh, I, the only thing I would like from Diablo, if they do make Diablo 4, is I would like it to be brighter. <laughs> Diablo 3, 3 was a dark game. And even in the areas that were supposed to be like somewhat bright, it was still not bright. <laughs> they never fi- let's like fix the brightness or let well, you it, fix it. It wasn't it wasn't a bright brightness problem. It was like an aesthetic problem. I thought ah okay. Uh like it was every area every area was just like very downtrodden and that was like I guess like the desert was okay, but that was kind of about it. Even like heaven I was like ah eh, this is. All right, I guess. Like, it's not... I didn't think it was anything special. Yeah. I mean, did the other... Did Diablo 2 have its... Yeah, but that game came out, like, 2001, so that's a little more forgivable. Yeah. You know, I think... I'm sort of interested... I might play more of it. I mean, I have it on... Well, I had it. I don't know if I... I had it on Xbox One. I traded it in because I didn't have anybody to play it with me. Yeah, uh, Switch. I might. I, be I would say that the danger with the Switch version really is, I I don't think it'll run well. <laughs> yeah, that'd be worried about like, that. Like they yeah. can't. I mean, I, I I don't know if you saw, but they can't get Dead, Dead Cells working on the Switch correctly yet. <laughs> like oh, it's having really? anima- wow. it's having like animation for, like the the director or like this company. Uh, put out like a release saying like fixing dead souls or dead cells animation is going to be one of our priorities. Cause it's like, I guess if you, there are more than two enemies on the screen, the frame rate turns to shit. So, so it's like, all right, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe I, it's, maybe it's one of those cloud games or something. Uh, I, I, I severely doubt that. <laughs> I mean, they could do it, but yeah, you they've probably been working on it long enough that they've either got it working or they've got some kind of version of it working. At... Well, I imagine they, they probably downscaled the graphics, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think every game needs to look like people have a real, it has to look, you know, Brighton or like the best thing ever. And it's like, yeah, not every game's going to look like Zelda. Yeah. On there. And I, I mean, I'd be. I'd be I'm happier with a steady steady frame rate than it looking good, but, you know, having an inconsistent frame rate or, you know, jumping all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that's why, like, when Square was talking about, uh, people asked if, you know, because Octopath Traveler was on Nintendo and Baby Default was also, you know, exclusive to 3DS, if, like, they're going to just be doing those kind of games for, like, Nintendo systems and... They said, well, yeah, those like kind of mid-range games are what works really well on the Switch, and that's kind of true. You're not... 
I mean, I mean yes, but also I think people like if Octopath came to PS4 in like a slightly better version, that do well. <laughs> like, no, it would, think... it would, but I think the portability helps. Like it's made to be kind of portable yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think that like that's the thing is the Switch is great, but like, I mean, uh, I pity you if you bought Wolfenstein Two on that thing. Or uh, NBA 2K18 or yeah. WWE 2K18 or FIFA or whatever. Like, don't don't buy the big games on that system. Like, it's... yeah, buy buy the indies and buy the Nintendo crap, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Nintendo knows how to make it work. The indies are great on that system. Uh, I played Pool Panic a lot, heck more on my Switch than I did on the PC. Like when they gave me the PC code, I didn't think that they would give me the Switch code. And then it showed up, and I was like, okay. And I could I could play it a lot more on the Switch because it's just, I don't know, it, it's better portable than doing, uh, you know, on the PC. So, um, yeah, it just, it's basically, to me, it's like a better Vita. And Nintendo figured out how to make it work by not only supporting it, but, uh, you know, making it worthwhile. So... But then you have announcements like this that get people upset because it's not coming to Switch and it's a game that if it was on Switch, it would do awesome. Uh, Not that it won't do awesome on 3DS, but uh, Persona Q2 got announced. Uh, It's officially called Persona Q2 New Cinema Labyrinth. It has the Persona 5 cast along with the Persona 3 and Persona 4 cast, including the the, uh, Persona 3 female protagonist that was only in the portable version. And it's probably sometime 2019 for the West, considering how they do translation, if there is much talking in that game, because I don't, I remember no. the 3DS one being mostly text-based, if there was any. Yeah, but that, uh, that's that's what's going to take forever. <laughs> and I would say, like, March, at the earliest, 2019, if it's coming out in November this year for Japan. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I I really liked the first game, but I I traded it in. I was also going through something at the time, so that's made made it easier for me to trade it in. But it, I also wasn't uh, I hadn't played Persona Five yet. That kind of got me into really caring about the other characters and whatever in the Persona series. So yeah, but definitely, if you can find it cheap. For your, yeah, for well, DS. I guess it was. Was it 3DS or D? I can't. I can't remember. This I one think one 3DS at least. But but yeah, no, it's worth playing, especially if like it's more dungeon callery than the other the main games. But if you like those, I definitely would uh would would pick up the first one. Yeah. The trailer makes. Uh, yeah, the, 3DS game. The the TV <laughs> characters are really cute too, so that helps. Uh are you? I know you don't have a 3DS, but yeah, that's that's a problem. <laughs> but would you want to play this? If oh yeah, I mean, have... if I could, sure. Like, keep bugging him for that Switch version. <laughs> so, what do you like? What do you make about the whole like them still doing games with a 3DS? Obviously, this was. 
already in development. I think before the Switch got popular. Uh, well, some games need it. Like they made that WarioWare game this week or last week. You know, they not they didn't just make it last week or this week, it but came it just out came last out last week. Yeah, but uh, like that game has touch. You know, you need to touch the screen. Right. You can't do that with a Switch. <laughs> like you know, docked at least. Like that's an issue. Uh this game might have a lot of touch touch screen crap in it too. Well, you need the two screens because you're looking at your menus on the bottom screen and um, what's going on is happening on the top screen. But is it so. was the first one turn based or was it action? It's turn based. With then, yeah, it's turn based. They could put that on just on the screen. Like it's not that inconceivable. Um, I just think. It's the same problem that Nintendo's kind of always had when they've had weird splits like this. Like I think it was like the, I want to say maybe the, the GameCube, the GB, or maybe maybe it was the Wii, but it was like the GBA and was, the DS, and... yeah, and the Wii or Game. I think it was GameCube, and they're like, oh, the GBA is going to be our third pillar, and it's like. Why? I mean, this the DS is already out, and it's a better console. Who yep. like who's still making GBA crap? Well, they uh, still made GBA crap for a while after. Not, so. but it wasn't as good as the old stuff. Like as like right. when the GBA was the only console. Uh, the thing is, the 3DS is still selling. I think they sold like what four million or whatever this year already. So, you know, yeah, but for those people, it's just like all right. Here's all the old here's an, here's all the old uh, 3ds stuff we have. Here's a 25 percent permanent uh, discount on all of our, like all of the Nintendo stuff like Zelda and Mario. Go at it. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, there's still people that you know they can afford 150, but they can't afford 300 because yeah. the Switch is 300 without buying a single game. So like, if I could, if I had the money to buy 3ds, I probably would. Especially like that Super Nintendo one that looks awesome. Oh god, um, yeah, I want that one. Uh but yeah, it's like the 3DS is obviously more handheld than, or more. I think it's more portable than the Switch. Yeah, absolutely. it fits in your pocket way better. Um, Even the big one, like I have the big like new 3DS, and it fits in your pocket well. Not like the Switch where half of it or a fourth of it hangs out of your pocket. Well, you need, you need two pockets, one for the Switch and then one for the controllers. Yeah, I mean, if you take... Well, I meant with the Joy-Cons attached, yeah. a lot of it hangs out of your pocket. If you oh, take yeah. the Joy-Cons off, then yeah, you'd have to be using both pockets. Yeah. So. Uh, I, like, I think they'll continue... I think certain companies will continue to make 3DS stuff, like Nintendo and Atlas. But I think a lot yeah. of the other companies have moved on to the Switch. For good reason. <laughs> I mean, it also uses a lot of the Etrian Odyssey, like mechanics, and that's all on those systems already. So yeah, uh, you know, you kind of gotta. Then the Switch is getting the the Shimigami Tensei Five game, so it's not yeah. like you're not getting. I mean, yeah, it's not Persona, right? Because there's there's Persona fans that don't like the SMT games. Yeah, there's like uh, a weird. Uh, I think the SMT games aren't, they don't have like the high school aspect or it's like slightly different. Well, yeah, the, the persona, there's a reason why the persona ones are made into animes and yeah. the SMT ones are not, you know, 
Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you, there's a certain crowd that that also brings in with it that, like you said, the SMT ones don't. Because SMT is more like the, it's almost like the, the Dragon Quest people. Like, yeah, there's a certain well, subset of people that, you know, play those. Um, I don't know if Dragon Quest Eleven is going to be the one that finally breach, you know, breaches that gap of getting more people into it or whatever, but we'll see when September 4th rolls around. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I've never, you know, played, I, I've never played a Shin Megami game, aside from, like, Nocturne on the PS2. <laughs> I had the Pac... whatever the... The one before the Strange Journey one or whatever on the 3DS. Yeah, and, and it, the conventions for those games are insane to me. Yeah, it's so crazy. I was like, okay, I'm taking this back. <laughs> like, well, it's not, it's not the game. It's just like the naming convention. It's like, oh, here's four, and then here's four director's cut or something, and then here's four again in like some other version. It's like, well, what? And, I, and then they're really hard, too. They're a lot harder than Persona Yeah, to kind of understand, so... Uh, there's that uh, as well. So, something that's sort of surprising is that the Def Jam Vendetta games could be coming back. Uh, the Def Jam folks were asking people on social media if uh, they would want a new game from the series. Obviously, Vendetta was really popular because it basically was like No Mercy or Russell yeah, it was like- the last of the Aki engine games in America. Yep, exactly. And then they kind of improved upon that with Five from New York and had like a better story. Uh, I, and I remember that. playing that one, I think. I love the Vendetta because it was pretty much like, it was a wrestling game. Right? And then... I, I played, oh. okay, I played Def Jam New York, Fight for New York. That's when I played. That one was fun too because it had the wrestling game mechanics, but it, it was out of the ring. And they had a good well, story. No, that one was good because it had Ice-T in it and Henry Rollins. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> Ice-T was awesome uh, in that. And that, But uh, it, then Icon came out and it, was, it wasn't it, that good. It, it, it was a different game. It was made by EA. It was more like a rhythm fighting game than just like a wrestling game. Right. Now, the uh, problem is Aki's making the style savvy games now for Nintendo, so... I mean, not that you can't, I mean, that's not the hardest engine to figure out, right? It's not, to have the whole, like, press A for weak attacks and then, like, hold A for a strong attack or whatever is not anything brand spanking new. So, they could get somebody in there to kind of emulate it for the a new game i think it i mean i'm sure they have the old aki engine source code somewhere if they just remade that with like hd graphics people would go nuts (laughs) yeah they definitely would um and then then you add in you know the new whoever's with def jam now i have no idea you get you get that old ukes uh model from for cm punk you just throw them in there jesus christ (laughs) uh I'm sure, like, you know, maybe Kanye or whatever would want to be in the game or something. Yeah, it, it would get people in into it. If they can make the story work, then, you know, go for it. Go for get, it, get Def it. Jam. 
Get Henry Rollins back and get Ice T back. <laughs> yeah, get Henry Rollins back. Get get them all back. What's Ice T doing? It's still the CS. The what is SVU. it? Uh, SVU. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a huge gamer too. <laughs> yeah, let him go be in a game again. Why not? Um, yeah, like he's been in a, a lot of games too. Like not as himself, but he's like just vo- you know voicing characters, <laughs> which is kind of rad. Not? Yeah, he's... I think he, he, he's in Gears of War. Three and then GTA San Andreas I think and like other crap. Yeah, him and Method Man uh, enjoy all that stuff there. I, you know, uh, something I'm sure that you won't that will further make you not want to play Fallout 76. It's not going to be on Steam. Yep. So, <laughs> and it's funny because I have a buddy who's a huge Fallout 4 fan. Like he's the one, he's the friend of mine who, uh he figured the building system out. He loves it. He created like a whole bunch of new bases that were very detailed and, you know, cool looking. And I told him this and he was like, basically fuck this game. (laughs) It's that important that you don't play on the Bethesda net. Well, it's just, it's unnecessary. That's, that's my always problem with these launchers. Like why? (laughs) If you don't want Steam to have the cut, but you're going to sell 10 times as many copies on Steam than you would on your own stupid launcher, that might tell you something. Also, like, I was reading a news story about how their launcher is, like, incredibly buggy and, like, premature was, like, the term the guy used. (laughs) Like, it crashes constantly and no one uses it except for, like, the one game that might... I think, like, Quake Champions uses it and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, Fallout Shelter did show up on Steam, like, I think, like, six months later. Yeah. Five months later, whatever it was. And then, uh, yeah, if this shows up on Steam, that's fine, you know, eventually, but I I have serious reservations about Fallout 76. Like, to me, it's, it's shaping up to be like Metal Gear Survive. I don't think it's going to be that bad. They literally have fucking robots telling you what to do. That was exactly what they did in Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> I grieve. I don't know. I have a little bit of faith in Bethesda that they'll make it work. At least the you know critical people will uh, certainly say that they enjoy it. Uh, even though Bethesda makes you wait till like the last day to, <laughs> to yeah. review it. So, uh, but you know, like yeah. I. I guess I'm pinning my hopes on like a Fallout 5 eventually that has a story or has some single-player content. Well, now that they're working on Elder Scrolls 6, waiting a while. Yeah. They're really pinning their hopes... Basically, I think they're pinning their hopes on this to work so they can just keep you know, messing with this until they can get Elder Scrolls 6 out and then they can... Well, it's like that and that... like. Uh, sci-fi game they're making, which is going to come out in, like, 2023. Yeah. Whenever that is that that comes out. I mean, I I have more faith that Cyberpunk's coming out than that game. Well, that's because you know that they take their time, but their games get out there. Whereas, you know, Bethesda... eh? At least when they announce it, other than, you know, with these two, where I think they felt like they needed to see people stop asking about it. Yeah. Usually they announce and it comes out. 
Yeah. I mean, I should have mentioned this when we talked about the movies, but the not that I care at all because Minecraft can make stuff other than the the Telltale thing, which, again, until Wolf Among Us comes out, I think I'm not going to care about anything Telltale at this point. Yeah. Um, the Minecraft movie got delayed, so you Minecraft fans that were excited for this movie... It's probably not going to come out till 2020 now. So keep waiting, folks. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Kids kids do, but I think by the time it'll come out, they'll be aged out of the movie, you know, caring about it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, Minecraft speaks to all ages, but mostly kids. Uh, a lot of them are now, they've turned to Fortnite. So, by then, maybe we'll have a Fortnite movie. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> At this point. Uh, so, WoW is in has a controversy with the story revolving around Battle of Azeroth. I have... Yeah. One of the Horde characters, like, turns super evil. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's the Horde. They are evil. What do you want? <laughs> So why uh, why is there why are they mad though I don't I don't understand uh, yeah like there's not really a, they just kind of wrote her that way like it's 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 a pretty abrupt change uh she like burns down like the like the life tree of Azeroth or like the world tree or something I think it's called I think it is called the world tree uh but nothing changes like yeah I mean. I'm it's an seeing... MMO. Like, well, the thing is, is like, okay, in the events, like the first event is basically the Horde take over an Alliance city called Darnassus. It's like the night, night elf t- town. And that's where the tree is that they burn down. Yeah. So like the Alliance get revenge by taking the Undercity, which is, which was uh Lordaeron. It was like in World Warcraft three. Like that's where okay. like the undead hang out. Uh, but nothing changes. Like, it's not like, oh, Lordaeron is now a new alliance city and, uh, Darnassus is now a horde city. Like, they, who cares? Right, yeah. I, I don't know, it feels like some, some folks are upset about her, like her personality is just... Yeah, like, she just kind of switches on, she just kind of switches on a dime. So that's, that's an issue, uh... But MMOs typically don't have good stories to begin with, so it's yeah. not too surprising. Yeah. And it's not like WoW doesn't have other places where they have their lore for you to yeah. You go know, go what... read the go read the nineteenth book or something. Yeah, which Destiny's just now getting because I think they're just now having like their first book or whatever, and people seem to be excited for that with yeah. the Forsaken expansion coming. But hey. Better late than never, Bungie. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I'm still excited for Azor, you know, Battle for Azeroth in next week. I'm hey. bugging Adam for it. Any giving you any uh, positives? Not yet. Well, hopefully, uh, happens for you there. Yeah. Uh well, something different because you know almost every publisher that comes out and talks now they talk about how you know 
reviews don't matter and you know day one sales don't matter anymore and all that stuff well capcom seems to differ a little bit they they say that yeah the sales matter and obviously it's easy to say when resident evil has resident evil 7 is so well monster hunter world keeps breaking records for them that uh yeah we care about the artistic side of things too we we know that uh we know our games are going to sell well they're already saying resident evil 2 is going to the remake is going to be a million seller and all that but but we care when our games get nines and stuff we don't we don't want to have a bunch of sixes and then sell you know seven million like resident evil 6 did i don't know what what he's trying to get at here but, alright, I mean, yeah, I guess you want to be a critical success. I mean, well it helps, because, uh, I mean, Resident Evil 7 did sell well, but I think people were pretty burnt, burned on Resident Evil 6. <laughs> yeah, definitely that makes a difference. Like, people were sitting there waiting on the, okay, is this a return to form, or is this more of the same that we've been getting, and then when they hear... The good news, I think that helps people uh, want to buy this. It also helps that it's like the big game that you can buy for your PSVR as well. But, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I think at this point, like, yeah, Capcom's doing the right thing. And, of course, you're going to keep making... I find it funny that they're, like... They had to answer the question of the whole, well, are you going to make more of your old games because of Resident Evil 2's remake getting so much publicity? Like, well, yeah, now we might go back in our catalog and look. It's like, okay, you've been doing this a while now. Time to fire up that Dino Crisis HD remake. (laughs) Uh, Let's not... (laughs) I I know people some people who actually do have a real weird love of that game. <laughs> I know some people do too. Like I remember when you know that was first out during that time period. People really enjoyed that game, but yeah, I look back at it now, it's not not that great. Well, it's I mean, just it's Resident Evil Zombie with dinosaurs, and the problem is right. the dinosaurs move quicker than yes. zombies. So the fixed camera angles and tank controls. Don't make that a fun experience. Yeah. And then when they tried to make the... Was it like the new version of it? It it wasn't good either. Well, they, they made Dino Crisis 3 on the Xbox, and it was like a sci-fi game with like a jetpack. And it's like, this is strange. Like, yeah. It's like when they try to have Star Fox do things you shouldn't do. It's like, yeah. It's like, all right, let's, let's keep it where it should be. It's just... People liked it. People liked it for what what it was, not what it could be. <laughs> yeah, sometimes thinking outside the box is, is too far. Uh just one for me before we get to the entertainment stuff is that I'm sort of excited for what they're doing. Digimon Survive because every time they do a non-story game, now they go back to the old like where you're raising them and all that stuff that I can't stand. So they're sort of taking a different approach and making a strategy game with Digimon. So I'm all for that. Hopefully we get to see more than the small bits that they showed. So awesome. Keep uh, sure. <laughs> keep going, Bandai. Do your thing. 
I you know what? I shouldn't be surprised at all by what becomes a TV show now. Like I feel like anything can become a TV show because I can just cancel it after season one and be done with it. But Plain White Tees, their song "Hey There, Delilah," which I thought I was done hearing about, uh, is apparently going to be a TV show because they <laughs> like the uh, the story involved in that song. If it makes you feel better, I've never even heard the song or really? the band before. <laughs> really? That song was like everywhere in 2006. Yes. I, at that time, I still had an iPod and I was listening to good music. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, okay. I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. So it was I. I got, I got, I had an uh, iRiver IHP 20 gigabyte MP3 player. <laughs> Oh, I lived in the dorms. You had to hear so much different music. Like, I think they played this at, like, college parties for some reason all the time. It's like, okay, enough, people. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, you know what? You go for it, guys. <laughs> if you make it work. I'm not watching it, but you make it work, guys. I want to see if this actually, like, goes into production. They're apparently pitching it to people, but so Movie Pass has been through the ringer, if I could say the least, in since the last time we did a podcast. They're making a movie with Bruce Willis in it. Well, he he equals box office dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he equals a fan base that might go see it. I don't know that. It's uh, going to be a e- big one. He equals like a very tired looking Bruce Willis most of the time. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like the, the last called 10 minutes gone. That's the last movie Bruce Willis was in. That was good. Or like he seemed to care about uh, I'll, that Mr. Glass movie. He seems pretty interested in. Yeah. Or like pretty with it. Mm-hmm. The last movie before that was Looper, which was yep. like 2012, 2013. And mm-hmm. before that, uh, the whole nine yards in like 1997. <laughs> Jeez. Remember, uh, cop. Remember, cop out with Bruce Willis and Tracy jo- Tracy uh, Morgan. <laughs> it's fine. And Kevin Smith directing it and hating Bruce Willis. <laughs> well, you know, Kevin Smith. <laughs> Your history with newbies is not. That's that's true. Yeah. He has those early ones, you know, and then after that, it's like a... No, he has those early ones up until, I would say Clerks 2. Yeah. It's not a a great movie, but it's perfectly watchable. Right. And then he made Zach and Mary make a porno, and then he discovered Pot, thanks to Seth Rogen, and then all those movies after that have been utter shit. (laughs) Don't even remind me about Jersey Girl. But that was before, that was... Before Clerks too, that's a fun. Like, that's not my type of movie, but it got okay reviews. Yeah, it was better than Geely. <laughs> oh well, you know, but a like, lot no, of things he, are better than Geely. No, he's making shit like Tusk and Yoga Hosers. Uh, yeah, why? And he, been... like his, his pitch on Tusk is, I got really baked when I was doing a podcast with my friend, and we came up with Tusk. And it's like, yeah, it yeah. shows. 
That's why no he one saw it. He keeps throwing around that he's going to do Clerks 3 and then... No, no, he he was going to do it. Uh, and then Jeff Anderson turned him down. Uh, yeah. and, and now he's rebooting James Allen Bob. Well... Because he can, he can get Jason Mewes. He can... <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't take much to get Jason Mewes. He'll, the... he'll get Brian O'Halloran as like a you know a cameo role or something. Yeah, I mean now you can just use the guys from the comic book show as well. To yeah. Be in it. Um, which I like that show, but it's one of those like I'll watch here and there. I think uh, I just got canceled. <laughs> it did. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was on for seven years. Yeah, no, it's been on for a while. It's just like I yeah. felt like they started running out of crap to do. Like, yeah, I think he's t- he's talking about trying to make it for like, well, move it to like some other network or you know some st- service or something. Who knows? <laughs> well, it's like it was so they try to make it like the comic book version of Pawn Stars. Yeah, and I mean they got a following and everything. It's not like they don't, but yeah, I think AMC just. You so, the, the one funny thing about that show is, you know the guy on the show, Brian Johnson? Yeah, the one uh, that doesn't do anything? Yeah, the guy with, like, the long, like, yeah. uh, Ted Kaczynski beard. He did a movie with Kevin Smith in 2000, I think, called Vulgar, and it's hysterical. <laughs> what is it about? Uh, Brian, It's Brian O'Halloran, the guy from Clerks, like the main, you know, Dante from Clerks. Right. Uh, he plays a kid's clown, uh, and he just like he's really br- he's really broke on his ass, so he decides to become like an adult entertainment clown as a kind of like a goof. Uh, and the first house he goes to, uh, he gets knocked out by a father and his two <laughs> like retarded adult sons, and they rape him and videotape oh, God. it. Uh, and then like he flipped like the. Brian O'Halloran's character flips out and he saves a young girl from like being held hostage and becomes like a big celebrity because of it and gets his own show and everything. And then the father like tries to blackmail him. <laughs> like, Oh, Jesus. we have, we have, we have tape of you, you know, having male sex or, you know, something like that. I'll admit, uh, my summary, probably not that funny, <laughs> but there are moments in the, in the in the movie that are good. <laughs> well, so that, I went nice, from there to that, that's a nice uplifting story. <laughs> well, we're about to go all the way down again because Movie Pass is just basically out there. Well, speaking of being raped, on Movie Pass. <laughs> I yeah, that's what they're. That's bad because we're we're gonna talk about the James Gunn stuff too. So I don't, I don't know. We are. Sorry if those are jokes of bad taste, but um, yeah. So you know what, Movie Pass, they're. I think the movie thing is a smokescreen. Obviously, if that ever gets made, go them. Uh, this is not like Netflix where they can make movies and they'll be all right because they have 15 million subscribers. And you know what, I, I don't. Movie Pass can go around saying that they are six percent of the box office all they want. It doesn't mean jack. When you run out of money, okay, you cause outages numerous times. You have that peak pricing thing that makes it to where you can watch movies at ridiculous times and nobody wants to watch movies at. Yeah. And 
now you limited your what you should have done at the from the beginning because your your system that you're using is just ridiculous. Now they've made it to where you can only watch three movies at once or a month for nine ninety five. Yeah, but even that's still a better deal than <laughs> at least going to the theater three times a month on your own. No, uh, I agree. But I, I, how long is this going to last? You know. Yeah, I think. I mean, let's be honest. Movie Pass is doomed. <laughs> but it's yeah. a. I think I look at it as kind of the same way as like Napster when that came out, and then like record companies had to actually get on get off their ass and do something new. Like because in Movie Pass you had this AMC thing, uh, which is way better. Look, if you have an AMC close to you, yeah, I, I don't. So I don't either. I'm just. It's like whatever. Like, my it's funny. AMC is like I think 45 minutes away from me. I'm not driving that far to see a movie. Well, my mom gave me like two gift cards for just for like 20 bucks. Uh, and yeah, the nearest one by me is like you know at least 20 minutes or a half hour away. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm never going to use these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you'd have to either ride a bus or find somebody to. Yeah, like there. go see a movie with someone. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, if there's an AMC like a mile away from me, sure. I'd buy AMC's thing, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think three movies a month is fair. That's probably about average what people watch. So I just wonder if this is like too little too late. Like, you know, are you going to remove the peak pricing thing? Are you going to all the restrictions that are you going to let people watch two movie, you know, a movie twice now, because maybe if there was nothing else that's coming out that month, but they want to watch, you know, Avengers infinity war three times. Are they going to get that ability or is that still restricted? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Is I feel like if you know, like Cinemark has their own thing too. Uh, there's that cinema thing that's out there. I do feel like this is going to cause like every chain that's not like I have one that's technically a chain, but it's like very spread out and it's only in certain States. And I think they have like one theater per whatever city it's in, in that state. Um, Yeah. My, mine is, uh, it's called Phoenix theaters. Yeah, and like the and it, it, it took over this like the local theater in my town because I think it went went under, but I have no idea like if how spread out this is because they actually do have gift cards and stuff, but if it's just literally the one theater, then what's the right. point? Yeah, like I don't. Uh, that's that's something where movie pass might have, might actually be like beneficial to you because. Like for me to even see a matinee, that's seven twenty five plus. You at least got to buy a drink because you're gonna get thirsty through that two hours. So that's like thirteen something. Oh, my, my, uh, the one here is five bucks for a matinee. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, and I think it's only like seven fifty for like an actual theater. You know, an actual like want to see something late at night. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, I mean, you know, again, like I just feel like. New Year Pass just made it to where they had a system that's like unsustainable. Yeah. AMC is corporate. Like even if everybody signs up for this thing, they're going to be okay. Like 
Movie Pass uh, served this purpose, like what we talked about. I just, I'm not going to be surprised if they don't last past this year. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah. I just took a look. There are four Phoenix theaters, and that's it. <laughs> Damn, so, are not, they all in? Yeah, they're all in Michigan. Or uh, three are in Michigan, and one's in Iowa. So. <laughs> The one near me is called Flagship Cinemas, and they have them um, in various. St- I I don't want to go look at the website right now. But yeah, they have, like the I don't blame. Yeah, the one in Homestead right now, and then others, and yeah, I mean, those small ones. It's you're gonna have to kind of just deal with it the way whatever system you have for a while because the movie pass is gonna go out. But like I said, I think there's gonna be. Either theaters will start like partnering up for these things, or they'll figure out something. Like, yeah. Well, it'll be like I said. I think it'll be like some type of iTunes or like even Spotify. Probably more like Spotify. You just pay ten bucks a month or twenty bucks a month to see, you know, four mo- two or three movies, or get some discount on uh, the food. Yeah. And there you go, and you're still going to the movie experience, you know. Like it'd be, like, in, it'd be, well, I was right. going to say, it'd be interesting if they had like a sliding scale, where it's like, okay, you can see one movie, and you get 15% off on concessions. See two movies, you get 10%. See three movies, you get five. Something like that. Yeah, I could see that happening too. Because they kind of do that already sometimes, depending on... Uh, I think Cinemark's thing does that. So, you know, it's it's... They're figuring it out. I just think that, again, you're going to have to, like, yeah, you're either going to have to have, like, a Spotify thing or you're going to have to have a bunch of theaters come together um, so that it branches out more to other people because, again, like, not everybody has an AMC in their area. I don't even know if we have a Cinemark in the Miami-Fort Lauderdale area, period. Not alone, I don't even know if there's one in Florida. So, like, where I lived in Texas, we had a bunch of them. But, yeah, you know, it doesn't do anything for me here. Uh, I don't know if you have Cinemarks up there. Uh, I think I've heard of them. Yeah. So, uh, see, we're both in this situa- situation. Yeah, I, I have seen a few. There's one, like, 15 miles from me. That's not... Yeah, that's that's far. So... I actually know where... I. I now that I look at the map, I do know where it is, but I would never really go out there on my own. Like, yeah, <laughs> it would have to be like going out there for a reason. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of having reasons to keep somebody around, uh, this has been a back and forth thing for the entire week. Disney, uh, is, you know, currently they're, they're doing their exit strategy with, uh, James Gunn because, you know, he didn't violate breach of contract or anything, so they had to give him his severance. And, well, now they keep going back and forth between, well, they're not going to hire him, or they're not going to rehire him, but they want to use his script still. But, oh, no, they might not use his script. And then uh, Batista, Dave, Dave Batista, has said that he won't be Drax anymore if they don't use James Gunn's script, which... Normally, he doesn't play around when he says stuff like that, so um, I don't know how much Disney's going to care if they recast him. 
at the end of the I, day? I, well, there's a few things. Uh, I think they will use a script, honestly, because he sets up a lot of stuff in the second movie that they kind of need to wrap up. Right. Um, and also thinking it's paying for the script. Like he was originally a script, like a writer, like yeah. it, there's probably some bad blood, but they'd still pay him. I, I mean, aside from his director settlement, uh, I think, I don't know about Dave Batista, but I think at least Chris Pratt has said he's only scheduled for Earth contractor for five movies, like the three Guardians movies and then Avengers 1 and 2, or 3 and 4. Yeah. Uh, Batista probably has the same type of contract, you would imagine. And the other ones, I'm sure, around yeah. that, too. Um, And I think he said, like, oh, like he will legally do what is required of him, but he could always try to ask out of his contract or pay some fine or something. But he was, I would say he in particular was probably the breakout character of that franchise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, obviously he's doing Jurassic. Uh, no, no. Wait, oh, you I mean, mean uh, Batista? Batista. Yeah. yeah. I mean that when I, other than like rocket and Groot for various reasons of them being raccoons and a freaking tree, uh, I think of the human-ish characters. Drax yeah. is the one you think of. He's the one that has the best lines. Uh, I mean, I I can't stop laughing. It's some of the stuff. Even rewatching it, is he's still great. Like, you know, um, yeah. Like he gets to say that he's in those movies, and he can live off that. I mean, so. Uh, he doesn't uh, seem like the type of guy that's like, uh, he takes care of himself. So I wouldn't think that he's like, oh my God, I got to keep doing this. He's doing it because he cares. Yeah. And I ultimately, I respect him. Like, he's loyal uh, to James Gunn, which is, they they should all, honestly, all, they all, all are and should be. Yeah. Did you see, there's a story though that, uh, I guess WB wants James Gunn. Like, once yes. all the Disney Disney stuff is taken care of, like they want him, and it's like, yeah, no shit, they want him. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, now, but like, this is what's so stupid. If not, you know, because of that, there's also talk that like, oh, they might try to get James Gunn to do another Marvel movie, and it's like, why not just let him keep doing Guardians at that point? Then, if you're gonna let him do another Marvel movie, people are gonna find out he's the director, and they're gonna complain the same way, like. I honestly think that you're making this a bigger deal than it is. Like the people that are going to protest really, is it going to be that big of a protest? Like this thing's still going to make millions of dollars. Like, well, the big, like the other issue is like, look at someone like Johnny Depp. There, there is a fairly, uh, certain thing. Like, event that he probably like he abused his wife or hit her or grabbed her or did something. They're still making movies with him. <laughs> well, they pulled the, uh, they pulled the biggie one apparently. Yeah. But that was something yeah. like that. That's not, well, that was something else. Yeah. But they, they made, that I mean, funny. he's in freaking fantastic beasts. Yeah. And the second movie is centered around him. So, you know, they could have recast him. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's also a family-friendly... I mean, WB doesn't care the same way. But they're, it's a family-friendly movie series. Right. So, um, you know, Chris Harvick is back at the for that game show, and people aren't yeah, very happy about that either. Dead show. Yeah. No, not Talking Dead, the other show. The He does like a game, not the... No, no you're, talk, you're thinking the NBC show, but he's also yeah. coming back for Talking Dead. Right. But Talking Dead's different. Like, that's a little, you know, it, it's the Walking Dead people, and Walking Dead's not for everybody. Like, uh, the NBC show is obviously, you know, much more for everyone, and I think that's what people are kind of upset about, but, you know... Um, they let him back too. I, I don't know. The fact that there's people at Disney that thought that this was kind of like you're basically telling somebody that they can't have their own sense of humor. And the you, real you know. shame of it is James Gunn has essentially scrubbed himself off the internet. Yeah. Like I was looking for like some of his old YouTube clips or like his shows. They're all gone. Luckily, I saved. I still had the one of the, my favorite my favorite thing he did save because I wanted to show it to a friend and I re-uploaded it like on my YouTube. But everything he did is gone now at this point. There's like one video left. Yeah. Ah. And also, ultimately, he didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, again, like I get that those jokes were really bad. Like it's there's nothing you can't you can't defend that honestly, uh, but I don't know that that's necessarily like Disney saying that that's okay if they keep him on. They're old, isn't a different time of the way we we are and the way Twitter yeah. was and. You know, again, this is not like Roseanne saying something in today's world that shouldn't be said. That's just you spouting off and being an idiot. This is something that was said 10 years ago. I mean, again, it was awful. I don't want to seem like I'm defending what he said or joked about. But, you know, I get it. There's there's people that are never going to be happy and everything is you got to you got to scrub that from the world because if that sentiment's out there somebody's going to believe it and whatever and you have your right to feel the way you want to feel it's just I don't know I, I, I still believe this is Disney going against the you know I don't think that it's going to be this immense boycott of Guardians 3 if he would have stayed on as the director oh no I, I don't Not I think it's people just saying stuff and if you want to protest in front of a theater, whatever. Are you going to do it? Really? Probably it, not. It's it not coming a, uh, out tomorrow. It's coming out, what, in two years, three years? There was a funny uh, Kevin Smith story he talked about once where people were protesting Dogma when it first came out, like 98. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he was protesting with them, and they didn't even know who he was. And his sign <laughs> was like, dogma is dog shit and like he got interviewed by like a local news reporter or something and she didn't know who he was either 
So he's like, oh, this movie's terrible, and everyone who's in it should be cast to hell or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I want him back. Uh, I would actually say if he's not back, and if they're not using his script especially, but if he's not back, I'm probably not going to see that movie. <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely wait till it's on Netflix or whatever. Why well, won't be on well, Netflix? It'll be on the Disney thing. Yeah, Disney's gonna stop having their movies be on Netflix. <laughs> I, I think Captain Marvel's the last one. So I, I thought it was like Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> well, I the deal that I saw is Captain Marvel's I mean, gonna be the last one on there. Okay, probably, but or maybe Captain Marvel's gonna be the first one on the Disney thing. Yeah, but that know. Disney thing's supposed to be like what next year, like at the earliest. Yeah, like, uh, which, like late, late next which year. Which no like... surprise, they're not going to have R-rated stuff on there. Yeah, even though what the parental controls not work all of a sudden, Disney. I mean, okay, I guess technically all their R-rated stuff was under the Miramax label, which is not Disney. So bring back the V chip. <laughs> so what are they? They gonna put Deadpool under the Miramax label? When they get that, that'd, how are they going to do that? Funny. They'll probably still use the Fox label or, you know, I don't know if they're actually getting the Fox name or not, but no, they're not. Cause Fox is keeping the name for the network and everything. Oh, they're just getting the studios. I'm sure they'll just rename yeah. it. Yeah. Disney extreme. So. <laughs> no, they'll call, they'll call it Yen Sid. <laughs> God. No, I mean, that's the thing too. Disney doesn't, Disney's not a uh, squeaky clean here. They have a really bad history themselves. Yeah. When it comes to things, but uh, you know, I mean, they're they're trying to get. I I applaud Disney a lot for how they're trying to do this service. Like, they're they're trying to fight TNT and getting the the Star Wars, the old Star Wars movies. It's not going to happen. If I'm Turner, I'm fighting them for everything I can until 2024 because it's freaking Star Wars. People will watch those on TNT if they got nothing else better to do because it's Star Wars. Um, yeah. You know, that's how my daughter watched them. I just recorded them off, uh, you know, on PS View. I just recorded them off there and she watched those versions. So See, I have like the super expensive DVD versions of uh, Star Wars, like the the first the good three so that's yeah. how i watch them <laughs> well that's smart to, like uh... these are like the only uh the editions i have are like the only editions of dvds that like are the original films oh they don't have the them editing stuff? no well it's not the special editions it's the original ass ones oh okay okay aka the good ones yeah the good... <laughs> there's no weird cgi uh java or any any dumb crap like that <laughs> yeah no no uh weird stuff uh in there but yeah i mean disney's you know making shows doing things for it so i'm excited for when that comes out i will probably subscribe did, did they ever release the price for that thing are they still haven't figured that out i don't, I don't think so yeah i think they keep saying it's gonna be in that 7.99 range which is fine but, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they don't. Uh, but I can also see Disney 
as soon as they get the rights to anything that people really want, I could see them bumping that price up pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, speaking of something that Disney's also going to get in that deal is The Simpsons. But, of course, Fox, because it's their freaking one of their cash cows, they're going to try to come up with a deal with Disney to keep The Simpsons and the rest of their Sunday night shows uh, on Fox. Uh, it's crazy to me to say that The Simpsons is going to be in a 30th year. Good Lord. I'm... I have to imagine there are a lot of business deals, especially with The Simpsons, uh, that cr- would create problems. To... Yeah. Uh, that, like, Fox has to make sure they keep it if they don't. Yeah. You know, I have... Yeah, well, isn't... So, Disney is getting their film division, basically Fox's film division. They're not, I don't think they're getting... They're not getting the TV one, though, are they? They're getting any... Technically, anything that's produced by 21st Century Fox. Okay, well, that is The Simpsons, then. Yeah. So, that's why, is because they're produced by that studio. Yeah. So, you know... And I think technically Family Guy is as well, so they would have to make a deal with fam- for Family Guy. Yeah. Um. But you know, I don't think it's going to take much, but I'm sure Disney will make them pay for it. So. Well, at least at least with this deal, when this deal happens, uh, Disney can finally get Star Wars back for uh, blue like home release. Oh, Fox owns that yeah fox well fox put out like the original star wars they oh okay okay that's uh right. like distributed it and the, the deal was like they can have it i think in like perpetuity but then like lucas got like the toy the toy yeah, money then he and sold like, All right. kenner yeah that was a whole ordeal but you know yeah i, I there's probably going to be several of these that are going to go down Whenever Disney finally starts that service and makes the deal go through and all that, um, so we'll, we'll probably be hearing more about about this stuff. Speaking of WB though, and CW by extent because they're involved with DC, lots of stuff going on uh, from them uh, as well. Uh, because and none of uh, it good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't watch these shows so i personally don't care uh but i know there's a lot of people that do uh ruby rose has been casted as bat batwoman who's going to be the you know next character that's going to be put into the arrowverse uh when they have that four episode thing i i don't know the character at all uh i don't know if you do either really but i could buy her as it sure (laughs) yeah why not? I mean, uh, I like her in what I've seen. Uh, I've watched, I think, like, the first two seasons of Orange is New Black, and then I yeah, she fell like, off. Yeah, I watched up to season five, four, and season five is a disaster, and season six yeah. like made it better. Yeah. Uh, she was good in that. Uh, she's good in like John Resident... Wick. Yeah, she was like a Resident Evil film, too. Uh I was going to say one of the bad ones, but then I remember, remembered they're all bad. So, yeah. 
Uh, so, yeah. Sure. <laughs> you think I that the her, Batwoman I mean, show I'll, is actually going to happen? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, with the amount of buzz this has generated, absolutely. Yeah, I think I, as long as the ratings are equal to what they were last year for Arrowverse, yeah, I think you can pretty much guarantee the series is going to happen. I guess the question I have, uh, well, two questions. First is, I assume this will be some alternate Earth, because that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, and the second question is, okay, if they have Batwoman in, in this, whatever Earth they're going to have, are they going to have Batman? <laughs> or some version of Batman, or Nightwing, or who you know whoever, Robin? They make illusion. I think Arrow's already made one illusion to Batman before. Um, but that's all there's ever been. There's never been. Uh, I think this question got posed to them about if Batman would ever happen, and they're like, "Well, I mean, we do have the separate universes for a reason." Uh, I mean, there's that's nothing. A, that's I, the same thing with Superman. Like he showing up in Supergirl. Yeah, like they're not. They're not going to get Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> Let's just say that. Well, no, but... I don't think Ben Affleck... You know, I don't know. I think it would start a whole ordeal about, well, if you have him come into the Batwoman show, then how many people are going to be sitting there screaming about they want a Batman show now? You know, Yeah, it's... they have that problem with Supergirl, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, Gotham's going to end, and I don't know where they're going to end that this season. Well, well, perfect. It can have that that actor who's playing Bruce Wayne to show up in this Batman Batgirl show or Batwoman show. They could, yeah. I I don't know. I think they want to stay away from that because then, you know, yeah, that causes a whole lot of stuff. I mean, they're still trying to figure out where the heck they're going to put the Ben Affleck Batman in the timeline. So, you know, let yeah. them figure that out first. I think we'll eventually see Batman, but I think give them credit though for for trying to bring other characters into this and not they could have easily done a Batman and Superman or whatever. They went with other characters first for the TV shows. So you know what's funny is I've actually been rewatching uh, Lois and Clark, uh, the old Superman show from like the mid nineties. Did you ever watch it? I've watched some of it. Yeah, it's good. It, yeah, it holds up shockingly well, and like Terry Hatcher is a really good Lois Lane, and mm. Dean Kane is like a nice and friendly Superman. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like they've not been able to capture that or other, any other type of a Superman in the movies. So, <laughs> like, yeah, the closest you get actually is in Supergirl. Like the Superman, like, they've only had him appear like three or four times, but. The Superman they have on that show is also nice. Like, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I, yeah, I, I think this is going to be interesting how they go about this. Because I think at some point you're going to have to have, like, Arrow end. I mean, even though they said they're not, you know, they're not ending them anytime soon. But if you want to introduce new shows, you're going to have to. I mean, I can't imagine they can no, have it's... these all going on at the same time, but. At, yeah, no, at some point, the CW just become the DC Network by extension. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, over-the-air DC Network while we have our streaming service. And, and they'll have, like, the, char the new Charm sisters all start wearing, like, uh, 
skin tight co- costumes. <laughs> I wonder if that ever, even if they do it as a joke, in one episode, people are going to be like going nuts. No, they did uh, that every fifth episode in the original Charmed. <laughs> oh, they did? Well, I mean, but oh, that's, yeah. you know, different times. But I wonder if they, whenever they, if they do that, people are going, oh my God, they've already degraded themselves to this and whatever. This is supposed to be a different take on Charmed. You know, th- those folks. Well, if, if that's the case, they wouldn't use like the same house and the same iconography as the old show. <laughs> <laughs> I watched I watched like the charm trailer and I was just kind of baffled by it. <laughs> I can't wait till the Buffy one comes. Yeah. <laughs> How much different that's going to be. Uh speaking of different here, The Sandlot, which is one of my favorite movies from uh, when I, I was a kid. I thought you were going to talk about the Supergirl movie. <laughs> oh, Supergirl movie, that's right. Uh You know, hey. Uh uh, Why not? It, right? It's a continued example of how DC does not get it. <laughs> Why do you say that? I, I like Melissa Benoit. I think that's her last name. Yeah. I like her as Supergirl. I like uh, the dude who plays uh, Barry Allen in The Flash as the flash i don't right. need alternate versions of these characters that are not good <laughs> like i guess arguably uh the flash in the justice league movie he was okay but i didn't care about him <laughs> well to be fair they started the wrong way right they started with the justice league movie and then made the separate movies so yeah, that's but kind of their still, fault too. It's still like splitting the, like the splitting the shows or splitting the universe, the characters up into a TV show and a movie uh, that have like no connection, but are like the same character. To be fair, they have established that they don't care. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my like, that's my issue. Like Marvel, I mean. They're not going to have a Thor TV show, or they're not going to have a you know an Iron Man TV show. I will like that's impossible. But the few times they've had like the movie characters on the like the TV show, like the obvious one is uh, Coulson. It's the same character. <laughs> yeah. And they could do a better job of incorporating like the Netflix shows into like the greater MCU or. Re, like reintegrate Shield into the MCU, like the Agents of Shield show or something, but it's still vaguely taking place in the same universe. <laughs> well, I think the Netflix one they keep them separate just because Disney. I don't know that they want to, you know, really help Netflix in that regard. Well, no, but right, it does so. take it does still take place in the same universe, right? I mean. They're not going to get Robert Downey Jr. to just show up on Jessica Jones and win an episode. That'd no. be rad. It'd be, be, yeah, it'd be awesome great. if he did. But yeah. uh, they're not going to do it. But it'd be nice if they maybe got like Phil Coulson to be in an episode or something. Yeah, I'd, or, I just don't know if they want to go through all that either. Yeah. 
Like, but that's why they don't do it. So they don't have to worry about that. They just keep them into their own separate things. And, is, is it also know. weird that like, okay, DC has Gotham on Fox, but all their other shows are on CW. Well, to be fair, I think Gotham was going on before. No, no. I, I mean, that's fine. Actually, I think Gotham, no, got Arrow preceded Gotham by quite a bit. Yeah, but um, that's before they thought they were going to have all the other shows. But, like, the Marvel stuff is on ABC, Netflix, Freeform, uh, Fox, and Hulu. So they're literally on five different networks. And eventually six, because it'll be that, you know, their ABC, or their Disney, net, network, Disney network. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> yep. But, you know, that's also when CW doesn't have, a t- other than Riverdale and I think maybe some other Supernatural. Show, Supernatural, they don't have a ton of stuff. Oh, iZombie. But, like... That's ending, though, I think, right? Yeah, I think they're on their last, like, season. It's like, it's like they have Riverdale, Supernatural, uh, iZombie, which is ending, and then, like, The 100, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, that's more than some networks have, though. Like, I mean, like, USA has, like, nothing, and they used to have stuff. They used so... to, they still got suits. Oh, yeah. People are still watching that now? <laughs> I, I just add a Katherine Heigl, and she means rate. she equals ratings. <laughs> yeah. So much. So much. So, I, you know, it is what it is. Like, they've got these, you know, the Aquaman, Aquaman Shazam, uh, the Wonder Woman, all happening. Go for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited about the Wonder Woman because that movie, the first one was actually really good. Aquaman will be what it is. I'll see oh, it. Yeah. I think everyone's more excited for Shazam. <laughs> yeah. Because that looks like it fits. Like, you know, like Aquaman is just like, well, all right. That looks whatever. like that looks like it's fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, well, spe- well, fun for me. I don't know about for everybody else. Uh, and speaking of by the ratings, <laughs> and it keeps getting uh, canceled. Timeless is actually at least getting a two-part finale, so you aren't get the you aren't getting the movie, but you're getting something to finish it off. So that's nice that NBC is letting it happen, and then people can stop. Well, it won't stop people from wishing it just stays on, but at least you get a finish to it. So. How great would it be if, like, at the last minute, she just meets the doctor? <laughs> that would be really freaking weird. <laughs> but why not, like, BBC? Their, just do it. Their, their time machine or whatever, like, that life pod thing just hits yeah. the, the TARDIS and they both materialize in the present. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would so go for that. Let's Let's have it happen. The uh, just dreaming parts of uh, of of time traveling stuff, but yeah, why not? Well, you know what? Hey, now HBO is gonna make a series for the time traveler's wife, so I guess everybody. Yeah, Stephen Moffat. Yeah. Yep, Stephen Moffat's doing it, so I sort of have an interest. Um, I would. I think he is a generally better writer than the last guy, uh, Russell, T- Russell T. Davies. <laughs> There's a lot of people that really can't stand what the Stephen Moffat stuff either, though. 
Uh, I think yeah. he, he had his own bad quirks or bad habits. Yeah. But his were better than Moff, better than Davies. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's weird because I have other friends that like swear by Davies. So, um, it's... like my my big problem with Davies, the the biggest one really is he kept. So every Doctor Who se- like season really has like the whole like kind of season long mystery or season long, right? You know, yeah, baddie or like problem to solve it. The end of the the last two episodes solve it. And but Davies was so ham fisted with his, like Torchwood, Bad Wolf, uh, the drumming in season three. It's like this is all obvious. And this is yeah. all kind of bad. <laughs> At least Moffat hit it. Yeah. Better. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, that has it going for it. Um, I sort of like the movie. Uh, I It's one of those, like, I always thought about going back and reading the book. I never did. Um, reading what book? or The Time Traveler's Wife. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh you know, look, HBO is doing it, so it gets some attention from me because they, other than, like, I don't know, I still don't know what to make of Sharp Objects yet. It's been okay. Uh, I don't know. I think it's trying I, to be too weird for its own. I, I got to say, I'm only watching one TV show right now. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> I'm watching I, Castle Rock as well. Uh, I'm watching that. Uh, I'm like two episodes behind, but that's still good. Uh, the only show I'm watching really is like Lodge 49. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm watching Sharp Objects and Castle Rock. I think that's that's about it. I, I'm I'm watching Preacher, but I'm just kind of hate watching it instead. <laughs> I'm a se- I'm a season behind, and every time you you tell me like don't bother. So. Yeah, there, there was a great review I saw. I think on like last week's episode. And I think it was either from IGN, and then I think it was from AV Club, because they always have like the review, and then they have a few like random observations at the end. Right. And the observation was, I remember when when Jesse used to have superpowers, that was fun. And I, and I I read that, and I'm like, yeah, it was. What happened? <laughs> it's not as fun anymore. Uh, before we get into the last thing, which is more of your thing than mine, uh, Charlie's Angels is getting a second reboot film. Why? Uh, the only good thing is Elizabeth Banks is directing it, and she's also going to be Bosley, which could work out to being, uh, really fun as well. Uh, the problem is that, as far as the actresses go, I don't necessarily care about any of them, uh, I, including. Go I'm ahead. Gone. Well, I was just saying, like you're putting Kristen Stewart as one of them, which does not strike me as like working really great for this film. Maybe they're maybe they're changing the attitude of what Charlie's Angels is or whatever. And Naomi Scott and Ella Balinska are the other two as well to round out the cast. See. I the the one I like is Naomi Scott. Like I choose decent and Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and she, I she'd probably be a good Jasmine when that Aladdin movie comes out. Um, so that's yeah. I don't care about the other two at all. But 
Sure. I don't know. I just think of like the things that I liked from those reboot films, which maybe people don't like because of Bill, again, Bill Murray. <laughs> this well, Bill Murray, but I, I, I know like I always had a crush on Drew Barrymore, so that helped. But um, you know, I thought Lucy Liu was really good in those. I've never been a Cameron Diaz fan, but she really sold that well of like just being the fun person or whatever in those movies. I don't know. I don't get that from the this casting oh, here. So Kristen yeah. Stewart always it seems like a huge downer in movies exactly. or you know whatever she's been. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, like maybe they're making this more serious. I don't great. know, but yeah. This, Did you see? We're going to talk about the Power Rangers movie sequel or no? Well, yeah, I saw that it was getting a sequel, which surprised me because I thought Hasbro would just kind of do their own thing. Well, but, it, yeah. it's a question if it's going to be, if it's going to be another reboot or not, who knows really. Right. But did you see what I wrote on Sean Comer's, or Comer's, uh, Facebook? No, I did not. It was like, uh, his, the question was from the nerd. It's like, what do you want to see in a power Rangers sequel? And my three things were, uh, scenes of characters actually more than fighting monsters on the ground. Because the first movie didn't have that, really. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, two was original theme music. Uh, and then three was at least a 10 to 15 minute scene of Trini and Kimberly making out. God. That's a fantasy that's probably not going to happen. That would immensely have helped that movie. Or the first one, at least. Because I mean, uh... it's funny because they made, they made a huge deal about the first, about like Trini being gay or, you know, questioning her orientation. And it's not in the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing is though, it's like, you gotta be kidding. That's the problem. Like nowadays you gotta be careful with everything. So imagine if that was in there, you would have son. He will panning that movie so fast. Like it's not even a, uh, but yeah. So we're going to end I mean, on this. Go ahead. Well, if they make a power Rangers movie or sequel, like if if it's a direct sequel, I'll probably see it. And I would too. Good... So are you gonna bring in the Green Ranger or the White Ranger or? Oh, they'll bring in Green because I mean, even the last movie, the movie ended with like Tommy, like it was like a empty chair, like Tommy Oliver name being name dropped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if it's like a reboot movie, I might be curious, but I probably won't see it actually, unless it's like very. TV inspired. Yeah, it's just they gotta toe that line, right? You know, because you gotta you gotta service those fans, but you also gotta let's see what Hasbro wants to do. Um, I mean, they're doing they're doing that you know 25th anniversary like bringing uh, some of the uh, people back thing. Well, well, they yeah they're making like a new episode for like Ninja Storm or whatever the hell yeah. series it is now. Uh, they just released like a huge big box set of like the first three series or seasons of like Power Rangers, um, for a hundred and sixty bucks. Oof, I mean that doesn't uh, seem too outrageous, but well, I mean they already have like seasons uh, one and like the complete series for like sixty bucks on eBay, on Amazon, but this comes mm-hmm. in like a special edition case and like steelbook and everything. I was like, oh man, I want that. <laughs> you do. 
Someone out there get get that for Christmas for me, <laughs> or that'll be my early Christmas present. <laughs> I think I watched. I think I went back whenever Netflix had the. I don't know if they still have the original series or not, but when Netflix had like all of them. Yeah. And like I went back and watched the first series, and I was like, God, I forgot how corny this is. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, it's super, super corny. I was like, oh my god. I mean, the Morphin stuff is cool and all still, but like, even the Zoid, the whatever they're called, the... Zords. Th- no, the foot soldier things. Oh, the putties. Yeah, the putties. Like, even them. Are, it's like, God, when we're kids, they just pass everything right by us, you know? Like, we don't even think about that stuff, so... Uh, I will say, like, the designs for some of those, uh, the, the villains were really out there. Well, it's all, like, it's all Japanese stuff. Yeah, so, so like, like the you... pumpkin thing and the pig and all that. Yeah, there, know, was, like... there was, like, one monster that was just, like, made of eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, alright, you could definitely tell this is not American. <laughs> like... But the, but then they had, like, an episode that was basically, like, a Frankenstein monster. Yep, that's true. Like, all right. I remember or, way but, too much about that show. Yeah, and me too. I mean, of course, I came home every day and from school and watched the thing. Yeah, so. it just burned into our memory. Exactly. I, I, was, I was talking to a friend of mine about, like, the show, because he he's from Germany, and he didn't really watch it. Yeah. Uh, he has, like, no frame of reference, really, for it either. And he was like, do you still have these toys? And I was like, hell yeah. I, no, I got rid of the old stuff and I bought new shit <laughs> or new old, new old shit. <laughs> new so, old so I, shit. I, I sent him a picture of like this, the 1994, I got a, got like the special edition Megazord. That's like black and gold instead of like the regular colors. And he was like, all right, <laughs> like this looks cool. Yeah. And then I, mean... I sent, I sent him a picture of like the old dragon dagger I have from like 94. He's like, okay. And he's like, so it's also a flute? Fucking <laughs> quite. Yes. And then it's I sent him a picture a of the Comic Con special edition uh, Dragon Dagger, which retails for $800. <laughs> and Oof. he was like, there are fucking figurine, like, he's a big figurine collector of anime and yeah. stuff. He's like, the, the most expensive figure I want is 500 <laughs> Well, yeah. This Get thing is three hundred dollars more than the figure I want. Yeah, but that dagger probably has like real pieces of something well, that make it, it that. It's gold plated, so oh. that helps. Yeah, certainly. That will uh, jump it up in price really quick. Uh, so we're gonna end with this and then get out of here because this is a really freaking long show. Um. Been a while. <laughs> Patrick Stewart is coming back to Star Trek. Amazingly. Hell yes. Um, the, then the funniest... the se- go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, then it surprised me a little bit that the CBS boss was just like, my goal is to have a Star Trek thing going on all the time if I could on the all access. So they're really gung ho yeah. on doing everything Star Trek for. Well, that. it's. One of CBS's biggest properties. Uh, yeah, if they have different shows on, like it's kind of you know, it's kind of like a you know, we want to always have a Marvel show on or something. Like, right. yeah. Uh, the, the funniest thing I saw was like someone asking, like, 
I hope it's going to be like the the TNG Picard who's like philosophical and uh, pretty pretty uh, just kind of quiet, not quiet, but just like regal, and not the shooty uh, like blowing up Picard from the movies. And my response was uh, Patrick Stewart's seventy eight years old. I'm pretty sure he's not going to be shooting a bunch of shit in this, in this Star Trek show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel you on that one, too. I, I mean, my, 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 I guess my my worry really is, like, he is up there age-wise, and so is, like, Ian McKellen. I think Ian McKellen might be older. Yeah. And they're not stopping, but you have to wonder, like, how much longer they have to go. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... You know, I, I don't blame. Uh, no, I don't I blame the I mean, man for wanting to keep doing it. No, no, if they want to keep acting, that's that's completely fine. But I mean, at that age, you have to wonder. You know, this might, you know, drop dead at some point, or have you know, have a heart attack, or just die in oh, your God. sleep. <laughs> You're not so wrong, like, but like that's morbid. There's a uh, great picture of I think William Shatner as Kirk from like it might have been Star Trek Six. Or maybe like generations of him like looking like super pissed, yeah. Uh, just like the character and like the a friend of mine was like, "Oh, caption this photo," and my caption was, uh, "Why is he getting another show and not me?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they've already said that if but, Captain Kirk wants to come back, they will not. They're not going to have a problem with it. So. Well, I mean, Shatner is ten years older than Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Uh, and also the the one benefit to this really is it's continuing the timeline, right? Because like the last thing in like the Star Trek timeline officially is like Star Trek Nemesis, which no, <laughs> that sounds uh, bad. But I you know I want there to be my problem with like the prequels and even like the movies to an extent are it's all taking place in the past. I I want this universe to keep expanding and growing and coming up with new and cool shit. <laughs> Go for yeah. it. You know, make another one. Also, how many of the original cast are going to come back <laughs> aside from Brent Spiner? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see when they get closer to it. If... I, I think the one character, the one person they actually kind of have to bring back is Gase McFadden. Uh, Crusher. Because ah. in, like, the books, she's his wife. Well, it depends, right? If they don't want to go on what happened in the books or something, then... Yeah. They don't have to, but... Yeah, they can just ignore it like they do with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, this is freaking super... Almost, like, three-hour long, long show... Uh, sorry, but there was a lot to talk about. Um, when you were originally going to do this, there was like nothing. Uh, so the, uh, games that came out this week, some good ones for indies. We talked about Dead Cells, talked about We Have You Few. Uh, Madden comes out on Friday. Uh, you people that buy Madden every year, you know who you, get you to, are. You get to experience Rob Schneider in the story mode. <laughs> Apparently, the long shot season two is not that great, uh, but we'll see. Uh, Monster Wait. Hunter World comes up. What? Go ahead. 
you're you're trying to say that something with Rob Schneider is, is, isn't good. The hell you say? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Overcooked two came out. Uh, definitely want to check that out at some point. I loved Overcooked one. Uh, Flipping Death also coming to PS4 and Switch. That's a pretty good uh, indie game as well. Uh, Monster Hunter World comes to PC. Technically, you could be downloading it right now. And uh, Cosmic Star Heroine comes to the Switch. That's a pretty good uh, RPG that's uh, very similar to Chrono Trigger. Uh, it's like the indie version of that. So uh, I would check it out if you could. The first episode of Walking Dead, the final season, quote unquote, comes out next week. And I think um, that's about it. For the, the oh, and the Barstool trilogy apparently comes to PC next week, too. So, and the next Adult Swim game, which is an action RPG called Death Gambit, comes out next week too. So I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I'm hoping that when I wrap up this pool panic review, they will give us that one as well. Uh, if you want it, let me know. Uh yeah. So. Until next time. Oh, there's a Red Dead Redemption uh, gameplay trailer that's going to show up at some point today. So have fun with yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's like 11 a.m. or something. Yeah, I think it's, it's 11 a.m. So, Yo, yeah. it'll it'll be people doing cowboy shit. Like, what do you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what exactly they want. Maybe, maybe there'll be a reveal of a character or something. And that'll get people talking. There's got to be something. Like they're not just going to show them doing shit, you know. Um, but yeah, until next time, if you like what you heard and you somehow went through the whole freaking almost three hours, God bless you. Uh, it's hit subscribe on Video Games to the Max or the whole W2 Network to get everything we do. Go uh, read some stuff on W2Net.com. Got some reviews up there. Along with uh, Mark's uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 and 2. And we will see you guys next time. Later. Later, everybody.